To this gaming fixes 2018 game of the year deliberations we are now moving on to best story we have just wrapped up best visuals best moment and best music and now we are getting into the real nitty-gritty lots of spoilers coming up here so don't be precious uh if you need to not be spoiled for a game we'll you know let you know before we're going to talk about it but then we will be getting into what happens in those uh, games. I also think it's probably worth mentioning that with some exceptions, primarily Yakuza 6, I think, mm-hmm. being a game that we have like people on this cast that really want to play it at some point mm-hmm. and not be spoiled on it. Um, I, I think every other game on this list, like it's, we should say we're going to talk directly about it, but something might slip out for the other games. So just True. be aware. like. I'm making a very conscious effort and that will I'll follow through on. I mean, it won't be hard. hasn't been hard so far to specifically not spoil Yakuza mm-hmm. six, but I can't do that for every game on this list. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to pick the best story. I mean, when Kiryu goes to the moon, it's fucking crazy. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Kiryu joined the third street saints. No, uh, oh, he, no, he was, no, please. No, no, he was doing a, no. a he was doing an audition for, sorry, he's an agent of mayhem. Uh, okay. That'd be bad too. Better than Street <laughs> Saints. Well, uh, this isn't to talk about things that are bad. This is, in fact, to talk about things that we think are good. Uh, so, here in the to the spirit of that, let's cut Detroit Beyond. <laughs> it's not. Hey, I, beyond we haven't even started. Okay, the hold on. Yeah, if we need to. Uh, let me read the nominees <laughs> first. First on our list, Celeste. Alphabetical Detroit. order. Yes, alphabetical order. This is not in any like, oh, we like this game most, so it's at the top. Uh, evidenced most by our second game on the list, Detroit Become Human. Um. Uh, then Dragon Ball Legends, Florence, Forgotten Anne. Is it supposed to be like Cotton, but with a G? I don't know. <laughs> uh, co- God of War. God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Octopath Traveler, Return of the Obra Din, Spider-Man, The Missing, and Yakuza 6. Uh, so, you know, we stuff runs the gamut. I'm going to take one for the team here and go ahead and say <laughs> we cut Florence. Yeah. What? I think that's no, probably I'm, right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take Dragon Ball Legends off this list. <laughs> uh it's a fun, dumb Dragon Ball story with time travel and weird shenanigans, but it's a gotcha game on a phone. It's, you what? didn't even have much of a piece to say about it. No, no. I literally, so, I put it on, a, wait, on there as so a goof. Does it actually oh, have okay. any story? Yes, yes. No, there is an actual story. It is people have been pulled through time from all different eras of Dragon Ball and they're put into a tournament and there is like an evil version of the main character who is an original to the story and... <laughs> I don't that's, know what happens from that's there. Funny. There's only that's, like two chapters so far. Basically like where Marvel Contest of Champions started. Like that's <laughs> basically the same story that was in Marvel Contest of Champions. There's there's like three different Gokus from different time periods. 
And then what like, makes that difference to any other Dragon Ball product? Uh, because because the, because the Gokus can meet, and then like Gohan's like, oh shit, it's my dad. And he's like, why does he have yellow hair? Because he doesn't know his dad is a Super Saiyan. Because it's like Kid Gohan from like the the. the That's actually soccer. sounds pretty clever. Uh, so like, wow, spoilers. And, but then there's like Beerus is in it from like the God of Destruction from Super, and so like there's all these different eras of characters meeting. It's not the best story of the year though. It's just like a fun goof that I made. Okay, well, good goof. Uh, and then Sam was also saying Detroit Become Human can go. None of you will let it win, hey, so it might as well go. David Cage can eat my whole ass, but if you really think it should be <laughs> on this list. I mean, I, I think love that story. We're also going to have to talk about like the fact that it... I mean, we'll argue more about this later, and I know by even words I'm starting There are three better stories than Detroit on this list, so let's just get rid of it. Okay, right, fine. I don't need to talk is, about it too much to tell you that there's it, a couple of really, really awesome characters in that story. Is it worth watching and, or worth uh, playing rather? Sorry? Is it worth playing? I think so. I finished it. I have not finished a super huge amount of games this year. Okay. Uh, so, you know, making the hard cuts first. We're not being precious. We got to, you know, make tough decisions. So, uh, I've cut something. Sam has cut something. Alex, kill your darling. Line four looks pretty good. <laughs> Just get- it's like that's its number or something. Forgotten <laughs> and oh. get it. Uh-huh. Oh. But, <laughs> um,. I mean, I would cut Octopath, but I'm not doing that without Allison here. No, yeah. yeah. Um, I would also cut Return of the Oberdin just because I think it's a cleverly weaved story, but I wouldn't say it was particularly... Like, so I guess that's something we need to define, I think, for discussion about Return of the Oberdin and Florence. I would personally put those as two of my favorite stories of the year. However, the reason I would say that is because I think those are two stories that cannot be told with any impact like specifically um, or let me rephrase that those two stories are so good because of the fact that they're told as a video game. Like I don't think that if you read the story of return of the Oberdin in a book, it would be particularly, I mean, it'd be cool. And if you could do a really nifty comic book on that front, but Uh, I think think you could do a really nifty comic book about it, but I don't know that I think because it is so woven as a thing that you play and see, like all of the angles of it literally um that is why it's one of my favorite stories of the year but i think compared to like god of war sounds like forgotten Anne, spider-man uh the missing yakuza i think those are all like more compelling stories if you were to remove them from a video game and read them mm. um my personal three are Oberdin, yakuza 6 and florence um but that's because this category is for me personally what couldn't what wouldn't have resonated for me if it was outside mm-hmm. of the, the sure yeah uh, I think this the actual story in Oberdin is so inconsequential to what like my enjoyment of that game like my enjoyment of that game was totally in the and like it sets it's you know serves like the place and like scenario for why you're doing what you're doing 
But like for me, the entire enjoyment of that game was the actual act of like investigating and figuring out what's happening. And I felt like the story was just a means to an end for that for me. Yeah. And the I would agree with that. The, I am back. But hi. The story was inconsequential <laughs> for me. And I would actually say I was extremely off put by the story. Like, uh, Andre, I think you brought up the moment that the Kraken shows up. Was it you? I didn't. I think it was Sam. Was it Sam? It was me. Sorry. So, uh, that put me off the entire game. If I had known going in, it was Lovecraftian. I never would have played it because I hate Lovecraft stories. I don't think it's fair to say that it's Lovecraftian. I it's, think it's uh, has, inspired. It has. No, nah, I don't think it's a Lovecraftian story. I think no. it's. I think it's a. I think it's a story with supernatural elements for sure that takes place on a boat, and that's a lot of Lovecraft stories. But I don't think that game is Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian is a very specific, um, problematic type of story that admittedly I have complicated feelings about because he's one of my favorite authors, even being a horrible person. But as someone who has like read and studied a lot of his work, this, that story in Oberdin is definitely not Lovecraftian as much as like any other story with the Kraken is. Um, but yeah, I mean in that wheelhouse, I should say, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's as Lovecraftian as God of war is. I think like, I think it's, it's got fantasy monsters in it. Yes. And it's kind of spooky. So I it's vaguely supernatural horror, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, it's really adjacent to Lovecraft at all. I think, I think the fact that there's a giant octopus monster is maybe the thing that it's like a pirate story. Krakens are in pirate shit. So you mean yeah. it's, it's just like pirates of the Caribbean too. <laughs> um, I would say it's more adjacent to pirates of the Caribbean than it is to Lovecraft. Okay. Let's uh, take it off the list. I was also no, not a fan of I mean, so. disgraced. <laughs> trash like man, I actually Johnny Johnny think, Depp. and we'll, we'll get into this more later. Cause I don't know that it's going to end up in our top three here, but I actually will probably have to go pretty hard on an argument there because the fact that it, it does have supernatural elements was the thing that made me go from this looks like a very neat game from a very talented designer to, Oh wow. This is all my shit. This is absolutely 100% for me. Um, I would agree too. I I was like, cool. When I came out on deck and the Kraken was there, that was when I was like, wow. Okay. So this story is going to go places. (laughs) And and that's when Uh, I let out an audible groan followed by saying, no, I mean, (laughs) if if we want to get in, if we want to get into that, like, and I don't, I don't, I'm trying, I'm going to carefully, that's part of why Celeste doesn't connect with me as a story for this category, even a tiny bit. Like it, I think it's wonderful that it exists and that for people, that it was powerful for people. But uh, I mean, it yeah. just didn't do anything for me. I, I didn't find it. I thought it was well executed, but I think it's somewhat, like I, what I hear people talking about is like it blends text and subtext so much, and that's so brilliant. But I think that's been done a lot, and it I mean, doesn't I, do it poorly yeah. at all. But I, I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think Celeste and Return of the Oberdin should both go. I guess that's what I'm saying is I don't think we cut one without the other in, for damn sure. In terms uh, of like affecting stories, I think Celeste has parts of it that are certainly affecting. But if we're talking sure. about a story. Yeah, I, like, like, I, I think Celeste is like Celeste Florence. I think the missing maybe a little bit is in this camp. It, a lot of it is what you bring to it yourself, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like how you how you how much you connect to that story. I Absolutely. think Return of the Oberdin is 
like to me it's a means to an end and it's just there to like give you a scenario to like investigate and walk around in the story didn't matter to me at all yeah like it was neat how interwoven it was and like yeah. obviously each part of it was crafted but i wouldn't say if you look at it as a cohesive whole as a story that it was like I don't that's kind of where what i'm conceding when i'm saying yeah. if you were to remove it from a video game i don't think it would have i do think you could make a really cool graphic novel out of it which i hadn't sure. thought of before yeah. but um generally I, I would i would tend to agree which is why for me it is a top three because i think as one of the top three video game stories of the year it totally fits um and i think that i could go down this list and cut like you know all the other games um but i think as a group we're i think we are going to consider this the best work of storytelling um Mm -hmm. And not, we're not really considering it the same way that I would consider it for my personal. Life. Yeah, I think that I think that's a really good distinction because for me, I think the storytelling is really phenomenal, and the way that you piece together the story is really great. I just don't know that the ne- the story itself necessarily holds up to the rest of to to that conceit of um, mm-hmm. and storytelling. I'm willing to concede that objectively, I think that it's unfair to say that it doesn't get. That, it, that because you don't like stories with sea monsters, that that's why it isn't. But I'm willing to admit that there's other reasons why uh, that's mm. the case. Okay. So, and does that mean we're also okay with cutting Celeste? I will be devastated if you cut Celeste. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, really, from best really story, important. okay. Uh, like, for me, there is some good writing and what it, like, what it gets at in some moments. And maybe that's part of the story. I don't know. It's just. I love just the premise of like, I got to climb a mountain because that's what I got to do. Like, yeah, and no, that I, there's yeah, no real good that. reason for it. And I just, once that happened, like, actually, I I streamed, part, well, my husband streamed a good chunk of this game at the beginning of the year, and we were not feeling it. I was super not feeling it for, like, the first half of that game, and then eventually it just, the story got me enough that I was like, okay, let me, let me sit down with this game and play it myself, because Wait a I want to have that. When I was up, we cut Return of the Oberdin and not Celeste. We're, we're, yeah. we're talking about Celeste. Yeah, okay. I'm willing no, to cut them both, yeah. but not yeah, one or the no, other. Yeah, it's, no, it's. I, I think there's some parts of the Celeste story that are totally inconsequential. Like there's Mr. The Oshiro story, I think, is more or less inconsequential. Mm-hmm. I, think uh, I mean, I think that's kind of more. It's more about the theming, though. It, it's, it's, one not of, it's one of the few aspects of story in that game. Yeah, and you, think, you could like, say like the whole thing is part of like the story of like oh the climb of the mountain because I've got to it's what I got to do. The only character that has a real arc in that game is Celeste. That's mm-hmm. my frustration with it. Like Tio turns into an ice block. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't actually like all they every. I mean, like cold blooded. He, he expresses his issues or like his his thing his stuff, and then at the end of the game when you go back to the mountain, you get a blurb about how he like went back to Seattle to be there for, or went back to wherever, I can't remember where it was, California to be uh, where Seattle. his sister is. Uh, but like, he doesn't have an arc. Oshiro doesn't have an arc. Like these, they're, they're charming characters, but like the only character that has an arc is Celeste herself. Madeline. And, or sorry, I keep saying Celeste, Madeline. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, is, is Madeline herself. And like, I think it's a, 
a good arc, but I don't know that I think it's a, it's a, it's a better, like, did we have Hellblade in our top three for best story last year? Uh, no, I'm going to look at it right now. I mean, we don't have to, that doesn't matter for this, I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> but, but, but I feel like Hellblade is a more interesting no. take on this, on but, some of the themes that Celeste presents. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I what I would say is what Celeste like puts through in its story and what it's like doing with the story, I think is important, but also sure. it's not like unique or new. It's just like, it's, it seems like super simple, but sometimes it's just nice to hear that simple stuff. Well, it's kind, uh, of, kind of what we were talking about earlier, how it destigmatizes a lot of those conversations. Yeah. And it brings it to the forefront. I'm, I'm just like, when I think about when I look at like some, like, you know, like it's kind of like the missing, like the missing and Celeste kind of have that same thing going in that this, way. I think this isn't our games for impact category. Like, yeah. I mean, I, right. I, think, it's I fine. think that that's part of why it was important to you personally, but like yeah. as a larger category, I don't know. The thing about Celeste though, is that the thing that you brought up is I really strongly believe that it is a, it is a story that is tied to the game in such a way that it couldn't be any other story. Um, just because it, the actual act of uh, butting up against these challenges and keep keeping moving, I think really works mechanically in a way that I, th- I think makes uh, elevates Celeste. So I guess by that token, one of the things I found the most frustrating as someone who doesn't um, confront, I have moments of anxiety, but I, I'm not, I don't have any diagnosis um, around anxiety. Um, uh, uh, the, playing Celeste made me really angry and anxious the entire time I was playing it without any breaks in that. The only time that I wasn't angry and anxious was in chapter five, the the temple chapter. That is actually, I think, really, really, really cool. Um, and I had a lot of fun in that. The rest of the game, I was anxious and angry all the way up to the very end at the top of the mountain. And I, I actually find that really off-putting considering what the game is dealing with i don't think it's i don't like that it made me it wasn't asking me to confront anything it just made me angry and frustrated the whole time and i don't know whereas for me like because of the difficulty yeah for sure whereas for me not to get too personal but like like and i accept that this is a personal feeling so it's not necessarily has bearing but um for me i started playing the game uh, pretty much right when it came out, and I was just basically starting to get, you know, dealing with my depression and starting on antidepressants. And so it just, like, I feel like that kind of it, things are really, really hard, but you can get through them. And the, the way that the game constantly tells you you can do it, even if it's really difficult, it just it completely clicked for me and and again i don't that's not necessarily saying you know that's everybody's experience but well and i think that's an important experience i guess i just the reason i said we should cut it alongside over din is like this is a very different thing and i'm not trying to equate anything any psychological elements of games i don't mean to do that at all but like i often struggle with a feeling of like my opinions aren't good enough and that i'm not smart enough to 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 talk about things and Oberdin's story made me feel really fucking smart. 
and I felt really, really good about my ability to solve problems playing through that game. So I had a very emotional, visceral reaction to it. That's is, very different, and it's. But is that story or mechanics, though? That's why I'm arguing <laughs> this, though. That's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> that's why I think <laughs> and Overdin can both go from this category because. But I, I think, feel like though, does that really reflect in the actual overall or overarching story of Oberdin? I mean, it, it reflects in the mechanics, but I don't know if it necessarily reflects in the story. Whereas I feel like the this mechanic in Celeste absolutely reflects in the story. Yeah, like I think the mechanic. Well, I think even if you consider them as separate entities, like if Celeste was just a massacre game uh, with the controls and level design stuff and everything without a story, I think mechanically it's great. And whether or not you get frustrated by its difficulty is like totally valid. And you know it's up for debate, but I think the story as an entity is its own thing. All and I'm saying though, is that I think we have to, I guess, I don't know. I think that's where I'm struggling is if that's the way we're going to look at this category, I think we need to bring Oberdin back because I think that what you're saying at this point is that is, is that it's impossible to experience the story of Celeste without also the mechanical elements to it. And if that's what we're saying, that's true of Oberdin as well. And we should start cutting the other games that don't have as much of a need to be told as a video game. So that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from is like, um, is that what people are saying about kind of, Celeste? That's kind that of the opposite of what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying with Celeste, but I don't know that's if it necessarily... Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think it needs to be... A, I don't think Celeste needs to be a game. Like, I feel like I lived the Celeste story. <laughs> like, you know, like, fucking Japan is my mountain. It, yeah. You know, if you want to be, like, literal, but, like, you know, everyone has, like, whether you, like, like, I was playing, I was like, oh... Like it kind of helped me put like a thing to how I was feeling, mm-hmm. but beyond like those few moments, like I, I, I think it's totally, it's what you bring to it. And some people it's going to totally not hit at all and, or like it's going to hit in the wrong way and other people it's going to speak, really speak to. And I think there are better games on this list that maybe hit that kind of stuff better and i think that maybe have more universal impact for everyone that's kind of where i'm coming from Mm -hmm. is yeah i am very okay with with me getting over din and allison getting celeste and then everyone else fighting over having a personal (laughs) connection to the other games that's fine with me i I don't my goal is not to just like yeah celeste here it's just that i think as a group i understand why people don't necessarily think over din should be on this list and i think that if everyone feels very strongly that the story of Celeste is transcendent, far and away important, I think that's, I very strongly disagree, but fine. It's a group at that point though, it should be clear that like, that's a majority rules thing, not a thing that like we can all feel good about. Yeah. Um, I would personally say like, I've got a lot of love for Oberdin in a very similar way to you do Pat, the way you've described it. But I don't think that the story itself is particularly great. I mean, I I think it's the storytelling that is great. Um, And like, I, I love Oberdin and it's high on my list but I don't see it for story. We already cut Oberdin. I don't, I'm not actually arguing to bring Oberdin back to this list. What I'm do saying we, is, do we need to just move on? Cause it seems like we're kind of at a standstill. We need to talk about I these guess, other games. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, like, this is not a guarantee. The less stays on this list. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I want to say is that I'm ultra abstaining from the Celeste conversation because it almost opposite hit me to the point where I dislike the story. Then abstaining is less but, helpful. <laughs> 
I mean, that's like, basically how I kind of felt. I have, it. Yeah. I have no personal connection to it, but other people do. And I don't yeah. want to minimize that. Yes. I'm because very, very much. I think that that's it. what's important yeah. for me is that like, I don't think any game could hit me in the same way that Celeste could hit a, the, a person who it, it has totally that possible. backstory. Sure. The way that I, I, in, in the way that I integrate with game stories. Yeah. I I do want to say that just because you, do, you didn't connect with the game story, that does not mean we like think it's bad or that you have yeah. to feel like, Oh, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings if I did not connect with this, because I, I think at this point we all know and trust each other enough to, understand that we're coming at this from a respectful point and um, you know unless you say like you know forgotten Anne should never be on one of these lists again uh that you know uh but i think most of us all of us know what's up with celeste all of us know what's up with florence uh most of us know god of war and spider-man all of us know spider-man so let's talk about the things we can all but either we have to talk about the things we don't know about or the things we do that aren't Celeste <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think an yeah. interesting thing is like, so for me, Celeste hit really hard because yeah, I have clinical depression, anxiety, yeah. stuff like that. So like it was totally a, um, a personal connection kind of thing. Uh -huh. But for me, I would say the missing hit me way harder and I have nothing to do with the subject matter necessarily directly affecting that. Yeah. But it was very much a, empathetic game and by the mm -hmm. end of it like i was mm -hmm. super super in tears like i was like it, that was one of the strongest ways to convey something like that emotionally charged that i've ever seen uh i yeah, would and in terms agree of with people you. talking about uh that like there I, I i don't know if i necessarily agree that there's a lot of game like a lot of stories like celeste but there are even mm. fewer stories like the missing the missing is unique and, in games 100 yeah. percent uh-huh uh, and even without games like it is like can we get spoilery we need to yeah yeah, okay. yeah we gotta we yeah. gotta yeah. so we gotta go to spoiler okay we're going to spoiler so town spoiler town for the missing <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait give me a second i put up the spoiler warning on the stream but okay. go for it <laughs> okay so um well i i think that the one of the biggest things that makes it super unique is that well, I mean, obviously the fact that it talks about like LGBT issues, but beyond that, having a story with a trans protagonist that is 100% behind the trans protagonist and ends with a relative, which with a pretty happy ending for said trans protagonist, like across all media, that is ridiculously rare. I, so think, I, th I think it's more than that though. Like, okay, you ready? You ready to crack knuckles and sit down and talk about the missing for a bit? Yeah. Is it, Dude, uh, is it well, wait. Before so we bad. crack knuckles and sit and sit down and talk about the missing, it sounds like there's a lot to talk about with the missing. Are there easier games to cut on this list? Yes. You know, I'm the only person who probably likes it for the story, so I'm willing to cut Octopath Traveler. I think that it's. I really liked the story, and I liked the fact that it was primarily character driven versus plot driven. Um, but I, I know that it's not going to make it. I think just. Uh, the only other person who played a significant amount of that game, I think I felt that there was like so little going on and it felt like a lot was just kind of skipped over like between chapters. It felt like there was a lot of development that was just like, okay, we get, went from point A to point B. Now we're like point B to point D almost. 
and like you don't see like the actual change it's just suddenly they're different and yeah i don't know it, and like i, 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 I think i can think work I'd but agree with that but but yeah we can we can cut it uh, for me it did not work like it was nice but i think as a, compared to these other games um right and that's the thing is is that it would be maybe in my top three for mm-hmm. well Actually, maybe not. <laughs> it's, 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 I Even really easier. Like yeah, I, I definitely really like the story, but you know, is it, it's, is Spider Man anything other than a well executed comic book? I, I think it's impossible that Spider Man doesn't make the top three. Interesting. Really? That's I I, wow. that's interesting. It, I so I, I sold on it. Now let me. It sounds like maybe I'm wrong. It is not my top three. I just felt like it was a pretty passionate top three from the rest of the group, but I guess maybe not. <laughs> I keep surprising you, Pat. I think that's my biggest thing with the with Spider-Man story is that I feel like it was just kind of it's hard. To, it's hard, almost hard to describe. I feel like I don't see a lot of flaws in this game. Like I, I know a lot of people do, and I I I loved it, but I feel like its flaws aren't story focused. And whereas I can find in, in the other, in some of the other games that we're discussing, I feel like there are more flaws. Uh, Sam. Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character of all time. And this is one of the best Spider-Man stories ever told. Hmm. Like for me, I think we all know where I stand on comic book things, but I would say in terms of watching it like a film, I enjoyed it way more than any of the MCU movies. Just like I would say, the story itself was incredibly predictable. Like I would say, no part of it surprised me, except for the bombing, which kind of pissed me off. But um, uh, I would say it was executed well in the moment to moment. I would agree, and I'm not on like some anti Spider-Man campaign. I love that game; it's in my top ten. So don't get me wrong. It's just uh, so that's. I just assumed that it would be in our top three because <laughs> we did a fucking spoiler cast about it. Like people seemed not that that's. The deciding factor, but I hadn't played Yakuza that. Six. That's true, and I, I think by that token, I personally feel we can lock Yakuza Six as one of the top three. I agree. Uh, Same. I think, okay. I think if Yakuza Six isn't in our top three, I will. Sit I've here played, until uh, again, I've, tomorrow I've played night. it. But three of us are saying it's definitely. I don't know. Uh, and I, I, think I, the, I would. The thing is, that, like. You, uh, yeah, three people are saying Yakuza 6 is like locked in the top three, and I'm not going to fight against that. But then also, like, Erica said she would cry if Celeste wasn't in this list. <laughs> and, like, I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to measure passion for a, a thing, but like, I would I never know. forgive any of you. I, if Yakuza 6 <laughs> I really, yeah, no, the podcast is done if Yakuza yeah. 6 isn't. I, <laughs> I like forgotten. I like forgotten Anne. I like Florence. I like Celeste. But I will dig my heels in on the missing because I think it's one of the most important stories, regardless I, of medium. I I would agree with that. Like, then, okay, on that token, oh, I but I can't do that to Erica. I know. Like I like Celeste it, as well, but it's okay. Um, it's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll be okay. Like. The, I hate you all. Celeste, Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, this is how I feel about Oberdin. In that, I, I think that a lot of the arguments against Oberdin and the, a lot of the arguments for Celeste, I'm not seeing them as being as dissimilar as everyone else seems to in terms of their impact on me. However, 
I'm willing to let it go because I'm not getting enough support. So right. mm-hmm. yeah, if it makes you feel any better. I understand where you're coming from with it, even though I, don't, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, Pat. I, I think there is like, except I don't have any skin in either of those races, but I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah like like I, I, I love it and I think it should be here, but I don't think I can defend it. It's well fair. Enough. Yeah. yeah like, that's exactly I, how I feel about Overden. So. I think for me, like I think the missing has to be top three. And for me, it wins. But um, so that would mean our top two, at least, is Yakuza and The Missing, which means we have a four-way fight. I need, I we need to talk. <laughs> we do need to have the the knuckles down. Talk about The Missing, not because I disagree with you, but yeah. because I need to talk about it before I can get there. However, mm-hmm. I still think that we should cut to the point where that's the one that's really fighting for its life. And I think that unfortunately, Florence is one of my top three favorite stories mm-hmm. of the year. But I think that based on the way that we're looking, since we cut Celeste and we cut Oberdin, I think Florence in a similar vein yep. probably doesn't make this yeah. list. It's, I think it's, it's too much what you bring to it personally and how you connect with it. Well, I, I think it's it's a very well, generic but relatable story, but it's we, it's generic in a way that makes it yeah, good because you can say to it. It's it's, it's what well, its story is its mechanic. It's, like that that's yeah. so if we're, I mean it's not best mechanic, you know. It's Sorry, a simple I, story told extremely well. Mm-hmm. And it's a simple story that is given weight because of its method of storytelling in a way that is very powerful to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that I see this list going is that we're looking for narrative experiences that are complex and interesting from a narrative mm-hmm. design standpoint in a way that I don't think Florence necessarily is. Right. Um, sure. On so. that note, I think I would have to drop Forgotten Hand if I'm throwing my weight behind the missing because... I think, mm-hmm. I think either fair. people are not going to let go of God of War or Spider-Man. So I yeah, think, I think that's kind of what I was getting at when I said that yeah. I wouldn't, I can ride with you on the missing potentially, but yeah. not both. Like, yeah, this will be the one category where I would really dig my heels in. So okay. I, I, we can say goodbye to Forgotten Man, even though okay. that game is getting, <laughs> it's not getting its really damn due. Because it, it seems like a great game. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's an okay game. Beginning, I was very upset about this. <laughs> First, yeah. I had to get rid of Dragon Ball Legends, and now I have to do this <laughs> again. Poor Dragon Ball uh, Legends. It deserves better. Yeah, uh, doesn't it? Okay. So we've got three games here. God of War, Spider-Man, and The Missing. Did we all play The Missing? Did Erica play it? No, no but... I, I didn't play it, but I uh, Alex spoiled the whole story for okay. me. Okay, okay. And then Sam. I asked him too. That sounded worse than it was. I asked him too. <laughs> so are we are we prepared to ask for the missing to fight for its life, or are we? Do we want to have a God of War versus Spider Man fight first? I think that needs to be a God of War versus Spider Man because like those are, those are both. I don't want to say pulpy, but you know, like they're not. Yeah, yeah. they're not substantial. Well, they're not, they're, they're, they're telling a good story, but those are video game as video game stories. Yeah, yeah. The problem I have with this is that. I feel so strongly that God of War deserves the spot over Spider-Man. And I have a feeling that I'm not going to get that. That's not the way that this uh, argument is going to go. I, uh, I think it could go both ways um, personally, because I personally think that Spider-Man was better executed, but that God of War is a lot more ambitious. Like in terms, so, I, yeah. I think I see where you're coming from. Um, Sam, how do you feel about those two? Is it you 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 strongly feel Spider-Man above God of War? I think both of those games should be in the top three. That's kind of how uh, I feel. That's not the question. That's, that's I've, I've, said, yeah. I've said many times that father and son, father and son stuff, super super hits me hard because of like 
poor relationships slash good relationships that I have with father figures in my life. Sure. And Let me tell you about Yakuza Six, <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm letting it stay. I'm not arguing <laughs> against it. But uh, yeah, God of War is like God of War is like a forty-hour incredible journey through the relationship between a man and his son, yeah. who he doesn't really know, and like the way they get to know each other, the way they uh, kind of pull apart throughout the story and then come back together the way that every relationship in that game is super good. And then I come up against like the, the moment when Peter changes into Spider-Man in MJ's apartment. And she's like, did you just leave your clothes on my kitchen floor? (laughs) And like, the, the interplay between those characters, which feels like two exes struggling to work out their relationship with each other, like uh, Peter and Otto's relationship. And again, like I said, the reason you knew was so impactful for me was because I finished that game, I put the controller down, and I re-examined the whole story with that new context of the fact that Otto didn't just like know like didn't start fucking with Spider-Man when he went mental. He was fucking with him way before. Like he knew, like there's so many points in that game where you can see, like if you look around the lab enough, you can see stuff like that Otto is making all the gear for all of the Sinister Six. Like all of the weapons were made by him and he's doing it like in chapter one and two of that game way before he starts to have like mental lapses way before he plugs the robot arms in and goes full on psycho. Like the, the, like the, that game's ending made me re-examine the game. And then well, again, let me tell you about the missing. Yeah, I was talking about the missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the missing is great. I honestly am. I, I find it hard to, I don't know. I know what you're saying. Cause I, I, that's this is the struggle that I'm going through. Is that I think all three of those games should be on a best story of the year list, but there's no way in hell that Yakuza isn't. I mean, I, it's locked for a reason. Like I think it should be. So mm. it's tough because like I think that the reason that I lean God of War between God of War and Spider Man is as much as I love Spider Man, God of War is not just a father and son story. It is a story about creators learning to go beyond a creation that they were basically saddled with and told make this make a bunch of money off of this mm-hmm. in that someone like Corey Barlog I mean I have no doubt that he loves God of War 3 and that he made that game but like I personally think the old God of War games are bad video games well, and new God of War is just so much more mature uh, not as he, in like explicit well, mature rating as in like it's grown up well and mechanically think- and sorry Allison Oh, well, I think the thing that's kind of remarkable about God of War's story is that it didn't just do a full reboot. It just it, it acknowledges the past mm-hmm. and it makes a really thoughtful critique of things like toxic masculinity and cycles of abuse yep. that yeah. are that I think are really even a, a little bit more meaningful considering the history of God of War as a franchise. Absolutely. That and that's be- why oh, I think sorry. it was super powerful. And I think that it confronts the series history 
when when Kratos confronts his past in a way that is really remarkable and I haven't seen video games do. In some ways, like I get the story of Kratos and Atreus is really affecting and I totally understand Sam why it would have such a powerful effect on you. But that story I thought was just very well told, whereas I've actually identified more with the notion of confronting your past and confronting your past creation and what it means and understanding that you cannot do a reboot. It wouldn't have worked as a reboot. They needed to go back and examine the juvenile history of those games. And in doing so, they examine the juvenile history of video games as a, as a thing. And I think that is why that story was so resonant with me because it just, it does the subtext and the, the text weaving in a way that really was effective to me. That game, the game is really interesting in that I think it's a really ambitious story, especially given like when I was a, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, um, I played the God of War games and my friend and I, we both played them and we're both Norwegian. So, you know, go to Norwegian culture camps. And the thing we were always talking about was like, could you imagine if they did a God of War game, but with Norse mythology, like this was like, I don't know, 2006 or 2007. Mm -hmm. And they finally did it. And the thing is they adapted it extremely well. Um, all those lore markers and stuff like that when you're going through and learning about the Norse mythology, like it's, that's actual Norse mythology. I mean, some of it is kind of changed a little bit here there, like, yeah. like Baldur's changed a little bit and stuff like that. But, um, I think it's really ambitious and they took it on and they did it the better than I could have imagined like 10 to 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, that being said, like God of war on, t- in terms of my personal top 10 list is pretty high. Um, that's not to say its story isn't without faults. I think there are some parts where the writing is actively sloppy. Like, yes. um, spe- I would agree. specifically, I think, uh, we're talking spoilers, right? So, yeah. um, when yeah, you, f- yeah, we will play this game, except for America. Erica, but when you, when you find them, cool. when you find the mural, I thought that was extremely sloppy. Like the, I think- Oh, at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think, I know you liked this section, Sam, but the part where Atreus is just so, profoundly shitty i felt wasn't earned like they just it just kind I of happened of agree with and, you. and the way it resolved also like shitty. the the one where he's super <laughs> shitty shitty to sindri like he, he finds okay. out he's he finds out he's a god yeah that stuff. was i kind of wanted to slap the shit out of him when like, he did that i, I do I, not advocate I, for anything approaching that in but, real life to but be like clear. but like <laughs> the writing itself was just mediocre at that point and um the way they resolve it like and suddenly a trace is all good again and it's just like well that felt like a rushed yeah. be sloppy. Like I, I love God of war and I think the story is excellent, but I can't really, you know, mm-hmm. but the thing is that versus Spider-Man, it's still far more ambitious for me just in terms of what it's tackling and how well it achieves that. So it's right. And that's, it's, and that's where you know. I stand about it too, is that I think that it's really ambitious, but it's, uh, but there are certain points that I think are like extremely sloppy. Yeah, um, like Freya at the end. <laughs> Well, also, that, I think it's like there's a couple of points where, like, where I think that there's a lot of really beautiful text and subtext, but then the game just flat out says, like, where, where, like when he goes home, I think that's a really remarkable scene mm. until he sees the vision of Athena and she's like, you'll always be a monster. And it's like, yeah, that's the subtext we're reading from it, but you don't need to say it out loud. Oh, and I, also I like that. I, I, I think that sets and, up a great like the great stuff with like Zeus later on where yeah. they're on the uh, elevator. Yeah. And they're anyway, also the point I, I, where Mimir sorry. says, Oh, like was like, Oh, I get it. You hate God. So you hate yourself and you hate Atreus. And it's like, 
yeah, but we we all kind of extrapolated that. So I, I, I just thought that was really sloppy. Sometimes people need that loud, the quiet part said loud. Like it took me so, it took me like 30 hours to be like, oh, Tyr is also, he's a god of war. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That was I, funny. Like but sometimes you just don't get, like some people aren't going to get that. And I think it's okay if they want to like say that. And I don't think it's a major. Especially because that game's made for everyone. It's made for mature audiences now. I think that that more than that, though, the big hole in that game to me is is Freya's arc. I think yeah. the way that Freya's arc ends is terrible. I think she's yeah. a phenomenal character, and they threw her away as some as sort of what you're saying, Allison, like a way to drive home a point about Kratos and Atreus's relationship. And I think that's bullshit. I think and I think they, it's really disappointing yeah. that they did that with the only strong woman in the game. The only um, woman. Yeah, the only yeah. woman. Here. Yeah. Uh, that that part yeah. actually made me mad. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> uh, a it's a disappointing game in a fair or different dis- disappointing moment in a very strong story. Yeah, uh, and and so that was that was really frustrating to me, and that's the thing that could torpedo it for me for this list. So that's that's why I'm the thing for Spider Man for me was I thought that um, again we're on full spoilers for Spider Man. I thought that um, one, I think it was a little disappointing, even though I cheered it on at the end. I think it was a little disappointing that they did such a great job of doing what you're doing, Sam, examining a relationship between two people that are no longer romantically entwined. Um, And then they kind of threw that away at the end by just having them get back together. And I think that's, on the one hand, I wanted to see it happen because it's Peter and MJ. But on the other hand, there's not enough stories about that about like what happens afterwards and like how those people interact and maintain a friendship. And I think it's really disappointing that, that we don't get more of that. I don't know if the answer would have been to not have them get together. It was just a thing that I was conflicted on. And then also I think that Aunt May dying while it certainly affected me emotionally, I don't think it was really earned. I think it was very like, it was a very like, we only have one cure. Are you going to save your aunt? Or are you going to save all of the people of New York? And it was like, at the mo- in the moment, it made me very emotional. But after I thought about it for a little bit, I was like, that was stupid. And I don't, I, I just, it irritates well, that's me. Like, so. That's the most Spider-Man thing about the whole game. Like, there's so many, like, Stan Lee's favorite Spider-Man story is uh, the one where he's, uh, he's got to get medicine for his yeah. Aunt May, and he like Doctor Octopus has it, and he gets crushed by like he gets stuck under that giant piece of machinery that like weighs way more than Spider Man should ever be able to lift, and it's like stay under this machinery or save Aunt May's life, and he's just like he push like he has to make so many ch- choices between the greater good and his own personal happiness. And like, if that moment hadn't been in the game, it would have been a weaker Spider-Man story because he doesn't ever have to do that. And that is essential Spider-Man. And maybe what is happening... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I I think that it's also earned in that so much of the result of Spider-Man is that his kind of parental figures are gone. So Dr. Octopus is no longer his kind of father figure, Aunt May is no longer there. So that really, I think it does a lot of heavy lifting and setting up for some level of conflict for the next game, um, just because it allows for Peter to 
grow. But again, that's kind of remains to be seen what happens in Spider-Man. I, also, I, think, just, I think the next game is him becoming the father figure to Miles. To Miles. Maybe. And maybe yeah. it's not that I'm mad that Aunt May died. It's that I just think it was kind of sloppy that it came down to one of those like super cheesy <laughs> choose to save New York or save her. I hear what you're saying, it's a Sam. Video game ass video game story. But I hear, and I hear what you're saying, Sam. But maybe what I'm finding is that that element of Spider-Man bothers me in general, and maybe that's why I'm having a hard time reconciling it. And it's uh, not that I think that the, the I don't think it has right. to be. Uh, I don't think it has to be like an aspect of Spider-Man that's bothering you. If that's the case, I think it's just a well, aspect of, like a, a storytelling trope. Yeah, I don't know. That maybe it brings the whole thing down. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to hear Erica's thoughts because she has yet to speak on <laughs> Spider-Man and her yeah. issues with it. Oh boy! <clears throat> if it's Spider-Man as a cop, Spider-Man was always a cop. I won't hear it. No, no, it's it's he literally not... captures crooks just like um, flies. I'm not mad about the story in Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. There, there goes that. Yeah, I'm not really helpful here. I honestly didn't play it long enough to have strong feelings one way or the other on the story, so. Hmm. Interesting. Had every other issue with the game. (laughs) Nothing remains Um, of Spider-Man. So I, what I want to say right now is, I really think this list should probably be God of War, Spider-Man, and The Missing. And I, but I don't want to get spoiled on Yakuza (laughs) Six. So you can't tell me why Yakuza Six is better than those two games, three games. Without spoiling me on it, we can't tell you without I'm spoiling. Gonna me on to, it. <laughs> I'm going to have to take the bullet and say we should take one of these games off. Well, so let let me say this: what you what Yakuza without spoilers, what Yakuza Six does is it manages to craft an incredibly complex narrative that has so many moving parts and so many moving people, and it does so well without sacrificing a strong emotional connection to virtually everyone in its cast, yeah. one way or another. And that is something that is impressive to me as a storytelling item, period. I said at the beginning that I, for me, this category is games that are most, with the story and the mechanics are intertwined. That's why for me, this list is Florence and Return of the Oberdin personally. But I still have Yakuza on that list because I think that Yakuza is an extremely impressive story if you remove it from video games and tell it in another way as well. Even more so than Spider-Man and God of War. So that's why I can't let it go. But to get into the specifics of why that is, we would have to get into some spoilers. Mm-hmm. And it would also probably take two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the cutscenes alone in that game are like 13 hours like, yeah. just to watch the cutscenes. Um, but I would also say that, like, I think, I mean, I haven't played that many of the Yakuza games, but the ones that I have, it seems like that's where they excel is in like weaving these really complicated stories that you're like, Oh, is this going to pan out? And then it totally pays off at the end. And I think that this one really, really, really did that for me. So are you saying that Andre was right last year? Oh my God. Like, yeah, no, when I I played, I played (laughs) uh, Yakuza zero when I, when I got to it, it absolutely would have been my game of the year last year. Like Mm -hmm. number one. (laughs) i know uh uh, yeah so i i think so out of the three remaining that needs to be decided on for me spider-man is a good spider-man comic book story and then but god of war i think did a lot more for me as a as a story just 
with where it goes, that it's reckoning with its past and kind of dragging itself into the future uh, was like a lot more impressive to me than a good Spider-Man story. As someone who's played, not played any of God of War and hasn't played enough of Spider-Man to have really strong feelings on the story, like I'm much more interested in God of War now, but that's just like one opinion. Is is everyone saying God of War or Spider-Man? One of those is going. I was just going to say we have to have the knuckles down conversation about the missing. There's no, there's no, there's no way way the missing is getting cut. (laughs) Like, oh well, let's let's talk about it. So at least we can have people feel better about it if they have not played it or they're yeah. yeah. So so, Alex, you can. So you do it. I I think without even talking about the specifics of the story, like I, I, after I finished it, because I went into that game completely blind, like kind of before there were all the articles about it being about LGBTQ issues and stuff like that. I had no idea that that was even a factor. So, um, after I finished it and all the stuff happens, I went and read some articles on how like the queer community and the transgender community specifically took to it. And, uh, Erica, I sent you this article, the one from The Verge uh, that Julie Muncy wrote, and and how they talk about how a lot of the times in that community, they tend to condemn dark and sad stories about being queer. Like, they think it's kind of a fetishize, fetishization of the queer pain, uh, mostly aimed at, like, you know, cisgendered people who don't get it. And, like, they're kind of making transgendered people out to be objects of tragic pity, like suffering for their fatal flaw of not being normal and like that stood out to me and like the reason they do that is because they worry that the people's feelings uh if they encounter those stories like talk encountering stories about trauma it could trigger worrisome feelings about like their victim's own trauma that they've had to suffer through and that can be potentially harmful to their psyche like they kind of approach it with the thought of, you know, the world can be really harmful. So maybe we should tell stories that are more optimistic and kind, but the missing is pure horror, pure violent, uh, pure queer tragedy. And like, it's very, very harsh. Um, but like it tackles topics like systemic oppression and being belittled for not being man enough. And like the silent kind of everyday, ache that transgender people have to go through in finding the truth about themselves like that's what all the mechanics boil down to like even if they don't control that well even if they're not executed perfectly that's what it boils down to and like i think the beauty in the missing especially with regards to the mechanics and like the self-harm and stuff like that is that it for one it doesn't glorify the pain like when she's in pain it's not a pleasant thing like she's screaming she's like you feel terrible for doing it. And the second thing is that it doesn't have a bleak ending, like in spite of all the ugliness that comes before and the misery and grotesque stuff that she has to go through over the course of it. Like she, with the help of Emily, she feels empowered to fight and to move forward. Like even after having, yeah. Like that's the most important thing I think. Yeah. She wins. Like it's way more than just like what people thought it was going to be, which was like, misery porn or depicting self harm as being something righteous. Like there's, there's a quote near the end where JJ says to FK in a text message, like, uh, do you know how it feels to have your body ripped apart? Have you ever lost an arm? First, you feel the skin snapping and ripping off and then your muscles split apart. Like she's talking about real life pain and stuff. And like, 
it it's it's tied to how queer people have to go through it every day and like the missing doesn't doesn't pull its punches it looks that pain dead in the eye and like legitimized it it's yeah like it's a violent horror game looking at queer pain and truly understanding of the queer experience like for both queer and queer allied alike and i think like that's that's unique among games and maybe among like popular media yeah like yeah, i've never I seen anything agree. like it <laughs> I, and I, I think that like the my least favorite storytelling trope i've said this in our chats before but my least favorite storytelling trope is when at the end it turns out it was a dream or at the end mm. it turns out that that there was nothing there like if if it had turned out in the Oberdin that like um the the kraken was controlled by mechanical arms in the water or something i would have been pissed i would have hated that that would have made me so angry so like the fact that the missing ends up ultimately being a dream that that jj is having as she's like dying um is was i it didn't cheapen that experience at all for me and if anything it was like that's i thought it was absolutely outstanding and remarkable i mean it's telegraphed early too oh yeah like if you're paying attention to what the deer is saying like you can get it in the first five minutes for sure where it's like at first, I was like, "Wow, that's weird," and then, like, as the story went on, it's like, "Wait a minute!" It's it's like a suit game, so it could go a sweary game. Sorry, <laughs> it's like a suit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a sweary game, so it could be fucking. Who the fuck knows what's going on around? Yeah, that's kind of where I was. It was clear that the the deer stuff wasn't lost on me, but also I was like, I have no idea where this. Yeah, is. no, yeah, it's like so, like after a while, like once you start to get some of like the narrative, you're like, okay, yeah. I, the last I, I third of the game is relatively, I don't want to say predictable, but it's like, it's clear it's, what's happening oh sure. this lady's talking like she's from twin peaks though so i'll say i'll say i'll be. say the last the very last scene i actually didn't see coming the fact that like when she is resuscitated and she has an obviously male body and a male voice actor yeah. like that was yeah kind of amazing yeah, and, it was a, it was a nice, and like the fact that you after you finish the game my cat is scratching my chair if you hear that by the way <laughs> yes. but um hey <laughs> but if if you start the game again in the cheat menu you can play the entire game again as actual jj like real world jj with all the voice acting with the other voice actor and stuff like that so they planned it from the very start i also think it's oh, yeah. really correct it's it's it it's not uncommon for video games to even in an independent space to make that the fact that the character is trans a subtext that is obvious. I think it was a pretty awesome choice that Swery chose to portray them in their pre-transition body um, at the end because it's, it makes it very clear what that game is about, even to someone who picks it up and goes, I'm not familiar with any of these issues, so I don't... Even if it's someone who's just completely ignorant and oblivious to what the game is trying to tell them on a subtextual level, mm-hmm. at the end it says, no, this is what this is about. You can't pretend that it isn't and you need to confront the fact that this is what it is what it's about and i think that's important for people the people who need to play it the most which are the people who who refuse to acknowledge the pain of that experience um and i think for that reason it's yeah it's a it's a remarkable game um we could absolutely talk about the particulars but i just think like it it is really it's an important important game and i think it works like even though i think the mechanics are absolutely terrible like it feels bad to play. I think like mechanically and like thematically it all works together to further that story, mm-hmm. even though it just puts Swery in prison. 
And even though <laughs> I think that it's really powerful, I'm willing to let God of War go, I think, if we want to make this category Spider-Man, The Missing, and Yakuza 6. Ooh. That's tough. Uh, I think it's God of War, The Missing, and Yakuza 6, because I don't want to be spoiled on Yakuza. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you're... To be honest with you, you you seem... I mean, not to, to not to take anything away from how much you love Spider-Man, Allison, but like, I know that you also really love the missing. So like, I feel the worst for Sam in cutting Spider-Man because I understand how important that character is to you. And I would be willing to lose God of War in respect to that. I do. God of War is bad. Okay. All right. I I, I, I feel like I can go both ways for God of War and Spider-Man. Like, uh, like I said, but I I think that I'd definitely prioritize the missing. So I'd be willing to let go of Spider-Man for the missing and God of War. And like I, you guys know, I don't like comic book stuff. And like I said, it was better than the MCU stuff. Oh, and Spider-Man is on our top 10 game of the year list. There's no, it it, it had better be. Yeah. (laughs) There is no, there is no way. No, (laughs) (laughs) it is. I'm just going to say right now, I guarantee you when I play Yakuza that it will not hit me the way that that Spider-Man hit me. I don't know. Well, in 10 years, when you finally play Yakuza 6, (laughs) uh, I look forward to checking in with you. I I just don't think it's going to. Play it after you have a kid. Yeah. Well, I'll have a lot of time. And that kid has a kid. (laughs) And that kid has a kid. (laughs) And then you play Forgotten Anne and you're like, fuck, we messed up. (laughs) The graphics in this are terrible. <laughs> so I'm okay with any of these games winning this this category. I think my vote would be for Yakuza, but I respect the kind of about yeah. the missing is compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Yakuza yeah, is really well told. I haven't played all of it. I watched a lot yeah. of it, but I think yeah. the missing is important. The, my misgivings about the missing that I, and I'm not sure how I feel about this as it relates to our awards in general is that I think that there's a lot of um, story execution in The Missing that is questionable, primarily early on, in that I think that some of the writing in the text messages, especially early on, and the voice acting is just not good. Um, and, and that's not... It feels bad to knock it for that, because I think that that's pales in comparison to the importance of the story. But at the same time, if that's how we're going to consider these games and our awards going forward. I'm fine with that. If we want to say that the, the societal weight and the, the societal importance and the social importance that that story has trumps its poor execution in, in parts, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I, mean, I like, think that we need to consciously know that that's what we're doing when we, if we were yeah. to, give it yeah, to like, I, I'll say like, there's a lot of conceits you have to make with the missing, like the controls yeah. on PC are terrible. It's sometimes it's not incredibly nice to look at like it's ugly the puzzles are sometimes kind of eh. the voice acting can be super crappy but like on my personal top 10 it's still number one purely because of the story wow well but i think that i think that 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 the voice acting (laughs) and the the script that's really the way i should put it is not the writing but the script the voice acting and the script is part of the story in my opinion though like i think that that plays in here personally um and so i think that we do need to realize that we're that we're accepting those flaws. Um, and I do think that those flaws outweigh the, the storytelling flaws in God of War personally. Um, but again, the overall message of The Missing is far more important than either of these other two games. So, uh, But we're talking about best story, not most important story. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that if, if we... Is, this, is that how we want to treat this category? Is if, 
most important, I think there's an argument to be made for our podcast's voice saying that best story also means most important story. I, I'm open to that as a thing. And I think we have to reevaluate this whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, d- I disagree vehemently. It's, then it's fine. Then I think Yakuza I mean, 6 wins the category. That, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my preference. I'm down with that. But. I don't know. I think like the missing made me reconsider things in real life. And that's purely because of its story. I mean, Yakuza <laughs> 6's like, story made me ugly cry twice. Yeah, and that's personal emotional yeah, yeah, it's, response it's, to Yeah, story. exactly. That gets back into the Celeste and Oberdin argument. Yeah, you know? exactly. I don't, I don't know that it's fair. I don't know that it's fair to Yakuza and God of War. But at the same time, I don't want to sound like an asshole because the story that The Missing is telling yeah. is not a story that is told in other media even. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I get that argument. I, it, it's not told in popular media. Yeah. Not yeah, sorry, yeah. I should yes, yes, because yes. I'm sure there are plenty of places telling sure. positive trans stories, stories like that, but not on, not with popular video game developers right. behind them. Yeah, and um, I, I, you know, who knows how well the missing is done. Uh, but Erica, where do you fall on this? Um, I mean, Yakuza Six is my pick, but I also don't think Yakuza Six was a perfect story. Um, like, I think that there's, I don't, you, you know, I don't want to, oh no, I can't say it. Okay. never mind. Um, there's wait, just, wait, wait. we can ask Sam to take his headphones off if you need to talk about specifics for Yakuza. Um, I just mean like, I'm, I'm trying to find like my issues with the story. Um, um yeah. You know what, Sam, take it off for like, like just 30 like seconds. Super really quickly. Who doesn't think Yakuza 6 should win this category? It's not that I don't think it should win. I think I think the missing is mm-hmm. unique. Uh, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay, heavens off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like in Yakuza Six, the uh, the what is it like a, a the battleship or whatever? I it knew is. that's what you were going to bring up. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you mean? What's going on? I like, think they explain it pretty clearly. I don't think they do. <laughs> I, I don't get why do. it's a very big deal. Like, I, I mean, I got, I, mean, I got it would, it would the destroy so. the political reputation of like half of the politicians in Japan. It would like totally just like wartime treaties would be like, are like fucked. Like there's, there's a whole lot. I think if you want to say they bring in like national politics into it in like a really sudden way that they in don't like an really, awkward way. Okay. They don't so really on December 7th, 1941, Japanese bombers <laughs> struck Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, like, I mean that, like I was like, Oh yeah, no, that's Yakuza craziness. I, I think if you want to talk about something in that story that doesn't work, I think it's in the epilogue. It's when Kyo walks in that door at the end. Like uh, when they're in the bar, when Nagumo's in the snack bar with uh, Kyo uh, Chan's daughter, I, and he's, uh, he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, your your mom," and then she's at the door. I don't think they earned that. Like, I don't think they explain it particularly well. They're just like, "Oh, uh, yeah, back now." <laughs> what's, his, what's his fate? Uh, it felt given the, the rest of that a change of heart. Given the rest of stuff that went on, the stuff that went on in that epilogue it definitely felt like that was the thing that was like 
Uh, you're maybe pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So I, I can see that. I just don't think that that's, I no, think that yeah, that I is, don't think that's, I don't think again, those are no, disqualifying. To I mean, yeah. for me, it's still my yeah. number one, but also I think that, you know, knowing what I know about the missing, mm-hmm. it, that sounds like a really good story too. <laughs> I think we're splitting hairs in a way that yeah. we have to yeah. have minor yeah. faults yeah. in storytelling with, in, in the case of things like God of War and Yakuza 6, the missing is just, I feel like there's more blunders in terms of script writing and um, like characterization um, mm-hmm. that were frustrating to me early on. Sure. And that's where my issues lie. But like, what, what I want to say, though? what I if want to say. Oh, wait, we can, we can invite Sam back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what I want to say is that the emotional, the, the, the social issues that a story confronts is totally valid and can outweigh mechanical mistakes in storytelling. But it sounds like the rest of the group doesn't feel that way. And so that's the thing. Like, I'm not opposed to the missing winning this category, but I think that we have to confront that that's what we're saying if we, if we give I, it that victory. I, I think the the thing that would put that pushes the missing I, I i think it's yakuza for me it is yakuza for me but i think the thing that could push the missing into winning this category is i think the way that story is told works best and kind of only in a game like it's presented as a game which i think is stronger for it because i think all the mechanics and things tie together really well but like like you said, there are missteps and things. I mean, I think if that was not a sweary game, and we know what sweary games are coming in, mm-hmm. if it was not a sweary game that that we probably wouldn't even be talking about that game because no one would have tried it. True. Like, uh, but I mean, that's not. I don't think that's here, there, here nor there on that. Well, no. Yeah. What I'm saying though is that we're accepting a lot of its flaws because it's a sweary game and because of its okay. mess. Sure. I don't know if we necessarily are like, I think that it's definitely flawed, but I don't think that the flaws are necessarily. the. Could, could you give an example of the flaws you're talking about, Pat? Uh, like at the, I mean, all of the voice acting I think is terrible. Okay. okay. I'm going to just say it. I got to be brutally yeah, honest sure. about but it. But is that a story thing though? I think characterization is part of the story to me sure. personally. Delivery of delivery of the story. Sure. It's not best script, really. Like you know, it's 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 like we're just, we're talking about like execution <laughs> on the story. I think it's God of War falls apart if you don't have the performances there that were there. Yeah, um, sure. And then on top of that, I think a lot of the text message writing is clearly and I sound like an asshole, and I'm really sorry because I don't want to. But I think a lot of the text messages is clearly someone writing a game and getting people to localize it and that that maybe aren't like there there's issue there's writing in those text messages where i was like that is not how people talk to each other and it it was it took me out of it in, in moments because it was like what they're saying is funny it was a sweary thing it was like what they're saying is is interesting and funny in a lot of cases but the way they're saying it is so for like not how people would spending like going to an island off the coast of maine would talk um so i think those were the things that i found frustrating it's not like an issue with anything in the plot it's just that i think that in execution of again like the mechanical execution of telling a story there there are issues with the script and there are issues with the performances that i think are fairly severe 
Um, but that feel to me kind of inconsequential given the larger context of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I can see the argument for, inc- for giving it to that game anyway. I still think my personal pick is Yakuza 6 because I liked that story the most. Um, but I, I see the argument for as a group award why The Missing deserves it because The Missing deserves recognition for telling such a moving, socially important story. So that's where I'm struggling, I guess. I'm can with Pat. On this, on this one, I, sure. I think if we vote, it's if probably going to get six. split. Maybe it might might be. Yeah, I mean, we can vote if, if we want to. You can try. Okay, <laughs> I don't think this vote is binding. <laughs> no, it's hmm. okay. Hands up for Yakuza. Oh. Okay, that's four. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what I expected. <laughs> yeah, so that okay, at least okay. I know where everyone stands though now. Okay, because I was unsure about Erica. I don't super want to reward a game that has bad performances for its story. But I, I would that's disagree that that's part of the story, though. I mean, like, especially if you're looking at other awards shows. I mean, that's not necessarily the template we have to take. But usually it's the story is kind of like writing is taken as a separate Whole. Well, I think and we should re-examine the list then. I don't know. Like, Part of why God of War is so impactful to me is because of the performances and the execution and the, the acting. So, I don't know. I mean... If you delivered the entire game in a monotone, it'd be like, wow, this... Like, they're, they're really Frankly, a service to this. If you delivered all of Yakuza 6 in a monotone, it would still be pretty fantastic. <laughs> That's kind of the thing that I'm struggling with here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think... The thing, the thing for me is it comes down to Yakuza 6 is a superior woven narrative that is complex and emotional and all these things as a piece of fiction. The Missing as a like a game story I think like it works because it's a game and if it mm-hmm. wasn't a game I think like it wouldn't be as impactful maybe. But we got rid of Celeste and Return of the Oberdin. I, I yeah, it's, already you know like. But but I think out of those, I think the missing is the one out of those that deserves sure. to be on this list. Yeah, I think we, we should I cut God of War and bring Celeste. Yeah, like I think if if we if we are thinking that way, then God of War and Yakuza Six doesn't. If we're going to reward it for that, then both of those games could be told as yeah, no, great movies or books. And maybe yeah, we should make this category I, I, Celeste, The Missing, and Return of the Overden. Fucks, <laughs> <laughs> man. I don't want to do that, but yeah, yeah. no, it, yeah, there there are things on both sides, and yeah, I, I still I still think it's the opposite for me, but yeah, I'm it's trying to I'm good. trying to come, you know, part of America. I said, like, it's still Yakuza for me, but, like, I would not be mad if it was The Missing, if you guys feel. I, I, won't, I won't be mad, but I, I just, I don't know. I just have... You'll just be disappointed. <laughs> no, it's not that I'll be disappointed. It's that I think, I think that we're making a statement that is one that I am usually, and I, in this case, I'm okay with, too, fine with making, but I think we need to, to confront that, that's, that, that we're kind of doing that, I guess, um, and not and understand that the missing is the winner, but with some caveats in terms of its execution, I guess. I, I mean, granted I haven't played uh, Yakuza, but I don't know if I'd give those qualifications. I just, I just think it's a great story. But. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's the missing to me. 
it's hard to its own way a game so that has caveats. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard like, for me to say yes to a game that has caveats and caveats that affect how the story is told. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you don't. Jeff didn't give Doom Game of the Year because the multiplayer was bad. Like, that's the trouble that I'm having here is that I see the performance as being essential to the story. If the performance isn't great, if it is, in fact, bad, then I don't think we should award it. I don't know. That's I, I haven't seen people write really long analytical news, like stories and articles about Yakuza. Like I, I don't think that's fair. Because that's not the point. I haven't played. A lot of it, too, is that it's hard to get people to play Yakuza games. That's that's I so I don't know. It's a lot easier to say, hey, here's a six a twenty dollar six hour or thirty dollar six hour puzzle platformer. That's an easier thing, especially one that Swery made. So mm-hmm. I don't know that like the people who are gonna write an essay about a video game are two thousand times more likely to play the missing than Yakuza six. Well and and while I think that that uh, the missing's that this is the missing's message and story is more important. I could write an article on, and I plan to actually, Yakuza 6 and Toxic Masculinity because I think that the way that that game handles that is actually very moving and poignant. Um, I don't think that if we're going to rank the importance of social issues, I would tend to say that respecting and acknowledging trans people is more important than any issue that a cisgendered man faces. But um, at the same time, I think that Yakuza 6 does have moving elements that you could write about. Yeah. Yakuza 6 does like such a great job of telling like a story about family and like blending together all these different like found family, given family, you know, any kind of family you can think of really and bringing those all together and how they interact and the effects that like a terrible relationship can have on a person. Yeah. And like for me personally, you know, I found that very moving. So that's why I, have trouble putting the missing above Yakuza 6 or just because I was able to relate to Yakuza 6 and the story it was telling far yeah, more than I could. And maybe that's not fair because I'm not in that LGBTQ plus community. So, but I, I did feel like, okay, I can empathize, empathize, empathize with this character in the missing, but it was a lot easier for me to connect with Yakuza because it's not just a big bombastic story. There, there is like depth yeah. and stuff there to consider it's tough <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, you could say that no I'm kidding you could say that God of War wins <laughs> 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 that's why God of War is the to be honest with you coming into this category I thought that I was going to push more for God of War but well, I, I was I was one hundred percent convinced that God of War would win to the point where I have notes about like okay this will probably win but I do have some caveats about why I think it's not perfect. Like, I just think that the the Freya arc the ending the way it does mm-hmm. is um, is a much more egregious error than anything that happens in Yakuza Six. So that's why I think that from a um, yeah. I think actually from an execution standpoint the God of War. Um, is higher for me on the list than the missing. However, we're not arguing one, two, and three. We're arguing which no. one wins. So yeah. that's a, that's a conversation we don't have to have right now. Um, but yeah, again, I mean, the missing's message is extraordinarily societally important, especially in America right now. So like, and it, I, and it came out of Japan 
of all yeah. places. <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. also not great on LGBTQ yeah. issues. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> it, 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 oh, fuck. Well, we can't, we can't do this for another hour. <laughs> we can't sit here and go, oh, oh. So, I mean, I, if, if what this is, is if, if we're saying now we're in war of attrition and Alex and Allison, you're not going to give way. Um, I'm willing to give way because I think we got to well, make a call. I mean, obviously we have four oh. people that are for Yakuza as well, though. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm glad that it's just part of the top three. Um, I think that's really important. And I mean, if, if it's four against two, I don't know about you, Alex, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of Yakuza and it says some real ridiculous shit, <laughs> but also says some good shit. So mm-hmm. it does run the gamut in that sense. And like, make no mistake, it's here because of the good shit. It's not because this is not Cade writing a the thing. <laughs> it is, we're not we're not just talking about Ono Michio because I love that. Not Ono Michio. Not playing football with a baby. We're we're not here just because Ono Michio is the best moment. <laughs> Storyline of that quest. Both okay. of them. Well, all right. Yeah. Can I can I can I do it? You can I think Yakuza wins that category. I did it. I did the thing. I'm sorry. And both of these games are going to be on our top 10 list, so we're going to be able to talk about them more. Yes, okay. So, finally, I can bring an end (laughs) to this nightmare and start a new one when we move on to Game of the Year. But to (laughs) recap, our best story, uh, top three, uh, God of War and The Missing, following up behind Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. I want to say... Not as a goof, the fact that the missing did not win games for impact. I think that Celeste's the fact that it helped people is great. Yeah, the missing should have won games for impact. I think it's a aspect of it hadn't been out as long, so not many people Maybe. have played it. I think yeah. it's a bullshit that it did not win that category. Anyway, yeah, also, totally it's, not pl- it's not fun to play, so it's not going to win a gamer's choice award thing like that. But it's not a gamer's uh, choice award. No, yeah, that. But also, you can vote. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I I agree. Maybe it should be, should have been up there. But uh, okay, now we need to move on. Yep. To the big finale, the thing everyone has been waiting for. Oh God! Spoilers for every game that came out no. in 2018. We're gonna deep dive. I'm starting alphabetical order. January 1st. We had The Escapist 2. That was January 11th. I'm sorry. <laughs> Inner Space. Kerbal oh no, Space just Program. Stop. The joke is no more joke. Joke over. Okay. okay. <laughs> so our real, sh- our short list for Game of the Year 2018 brought to you by Danganronpa V3. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Starting at the top in alphabetical order. Artifact. Battletech. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. This is just Pat's top 10 list. What the no, hell? You just cut this <laughs> top three right not on my top 10. Keep going. Celeste, <laughs> Crosscode, Dead Cells, Delta Rune, Donut County, Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Quest 11, Florence, Forgotten Anne, Fortnite Battle Royale, Forza Horizon 4, Frostpunk, God of War, Hitman 2. Hungry Hearts Diner, Into the Breach, Jackbox Party Pack 5, Just Shapes and Beats, Monster Hunter World, Octopath Traveler, 
Red Dead Redemption 2. Why is that on here? Return of the Obra Dinn, <laughs> Spider-Man, Taiko no Tatsujin, Tetris Effect, The Missing, Two Point Hospital, Vampire, Warhammer Vermintide 2, Yakuza 6, Out of Alphabetical Order, <laughs> Thronebreaker, A Witcher's Tale. A Witcher. <laughs> I don't know what the title is. I know it has the words Witcher Tale in. I played an hour of Thronebreaker and there were no witchers in it. That's bullshit. I, I'm like 12 hours in and there are no witches in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, that uh, game probably seems actually closer cool. to eight, but no witches so far. Okay. Uh, so, so, a lot about so witches. we are selecting 10 items from this list ordered, correct? In an ordered fashion. Yes. We yeah. are looking 10 to one. We can oh, uh, we can cut Hungry Hearts because it's not making top ten for this group. Okay, oh. I appreciate that's your fine. honesty. And I'm your also dedication to the cause. I'm going to cut Frostpunk because it did not end up making my top ten. Um, okay. I didn't want to edit the list too much to to show stuff that I was mm-hmm. not considering anymore. Frostpunk's one of the best city builders ever, but it's not one of the top ten this year. It's been a damn good year for games. Uh, I'm going to cut Vampire because it did not make my top ten. Uh, same for Fortnite, unless anyone else. Nope. That's, that's, yeah. I'm um, also not super sure it's eligible. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's eligible. I mean, I'm aware that this is a huge game, but I mean, do we want to keep Red Dead around to talk about? Or I'm can... the only one who finished it, and no. I, I'm I, it's not it. on my top 10. Okay. It is on my top 10, but I can, I'm fine with it going. You're okay. sick. I have. <laughs> I, I haven't finished it. I'm like <laughs> 20 hours in, and every moment I've played, I've enjoyed. Hit, um, that game. hit on the top 10 for me. Just just to get a gut check, because we've been avoiding talking about these games in relation to this list, um, we're not okay with getting rid of Dead Cells right now. I have no strong feelings about Dead Cells on this list. Okay. It, it's not a, it, it didn't end up on my personal top 10 but it was just outside of it so yeah i mean it's I probably mean, my top 20 but it's not on my top 10 so i'm okay with cutting yeah. it it's uh, the best sure action it, and it's, it's, best. it's it's a very good game it's, but, video game it's an extremely it's an extremely good action game but every other part of it is disappointing <laughs> okay so we're going to delete unless death. anybody has any oh unless anybody has any other objections i i can i'll cut uh taiko no tatsujin Okay. I, I don't know if anybody else played it, but I I, I accept that. I no, want I, to I, play it, but I don't think it would be in my top ten even if I had. I wanted. To, I think I put it on the list because I wanted to make sure that it was on there in case you were, wanted to talk about it. But yeah, I, I I really like it, and I think it's a really great game. But I don't think it really necessarily um, sticks for a top ten list to the point where I didn't even think to put it on my personal top ten. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I'm kind of having that same thing with Delta Rune. I don't know how you feel about no. it, Allison. Uh, it's, it, 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 it didn't counts. end up on my personal top 10 either, and I, I loved it a lot, but yeah. I don't think it's going to stick in our top 10. Goodbye, so. Delta Rune. We'll see you in seven years. <laughs> Is and, Oh, sorry. Please go ahead. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I was just saying Taiko Nantasetsujin hadn't been cut. What about Jackbox? I was going to ask if that's realistically going to be here. I mean, uh, as a group top five, I could, uh, yeah. I could see it, but if yeah, no one else does that way. Yeah, it's not on my top I ten. Really it's not the best Jackbox game. You guys, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
I think it's, that rap game is probably one of my favorite Jackbox games, but I don't think that as five is the strongest. Also, I don't ever also, want to play. You don't know Jack again. And <laughs> I don't ever want to play that weird swiping basketball, yeah. whatever the fuck game again. That was, so, that's a weird game. It's yeah. not, I'm just, I'm just saying Jackbox, okay. Madverse yeah. city should have won best music. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't okay. know that there are any other easy like we don't need to talk about well, it much there's just a few that haven't come up at all before yeah. that's true like, right. there's Black, Ops? Black, Black Ops, Ops is, is the, that a top 10 it is the best Call of Duty has been in many years I would agree with that it didn't end up making my top 10 but it's a very good Call of Duty game that's for sure Yeah, I'm I, still upset there's no campaign and it's a really good it's like the first um really strong execution of a uh battle royale in a triple a game yeah so, but it also is very derivative of PUBG too i is. think it's better than PUBG. i like it more than PUBG, but it's yeah. pretty derivative. we can we can it's drop it if we want though the PUBG okay. formula. yeah we, like, we can drop be. it but it's okay. it is very very good for what it is sure uh, okay we're, we're starting oh. to get into it now it seems like we're yeah. Pat, is artifact is does artifact hang here for you? I, I feel it does. Yeah, okay. I think it's an incredible card game. How about Vermintide Two? Um, Vermintide Two is on my top ten. Uh, that is the best Left for Dead game ever made. Um, <laughs> and it is. People have complained about there being no Left for Dead for years, and the fact that not more people have adopted this game blows my mind. It is like Destiny and Left for Dead put together. Um, you get loot and you level up and you have a skill tree and it's there's character builds composite team composition matters for the high level play your loadout matters for high level play um, there's a huge range of difficulty options they add like eight dollar DLC every few months that adds a new pack of levels this game that game is the best cooperative experience you can get right now. But I also don't think that I'm going to get any support for it because no one here has played it or no one here plays these kinds of video games. So I would have totally been down to talk about Vermintide 2 with you, except they kind of fucked the release up. They released it on PC where nobody I knew wanted to play it. And then when it came out on console, no one was talking about it. And yeah. none of my friends played it. I don't think that's a it fair reason to cut it from the list. On it. I don't think that's at all a fair reason to cut it from the list because I think you could make the same argument about other games. I could say if I didn't have the means to play Thronebreaker or if I was really like, I'm only going to play Thronebreaker on Switch, I wouldn't have even looked at Thronebreaker. So like, I don't know that it's fair to say that because it didn't come out on a platform you wanted to play it on that, that it could be cut for that, but I still think I'm not going to get the support I, for it. So. I Unless I'm wrong, uh, it seems like he w- he was prepared to play it and wanted to play it, but this situation did not get him. No, out. yeah, no, no, I get what you're yeah, saying. Like I just, he, yeah, he can't support it. Yeah, I understand. Um, he I wants think... to support it. He wants to be with yeah, you. I yes. do want to be with you on that one. I'm not so much arguing with you and more clarifying that I don't think the reason that we're cutting it is because... Yeah, yeah, no. I would have cut before. half of the games on this list before Vermintide 2. Sure. You didn't play half of the games on this list. Yeah, that's why to come. <laughs> also didn't play Vermintide 2. <laughs> I didn't play a lot of them because I wasn't interested at all. Not not so much. I, for me, this has been quite a poor year for games overall with some really bright highlights. A lot uh, of the games in my top 10 probably wouldn't have made it in other years. So, given that I just... 
yeah, I was going to say, given that I that I just caught a game that was really important to me that no one else is going to play, uh, we should talk about Two Point Hospital. The game's it's, fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I, guess Wait, I thought you were the one who was going to mount to the best list. list. No, it got it. It's fine. It's good. It's good. It's it's the, it. it's the best um, management sim that I've played in many years, and I like it's that. It's the Frostpunk of hospitals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played a little. I haven't played a ton of it, but I got it off of a humble store sale, and I really liked it. But I don't know if it's necessarily like it didn't end up making my top ten or anything. Yeah, like it's okay. it's very excellent it. and very charming, but not on this list. Making the hard calls. Uh, fuck. It's on my top ten, but I don't think anyone else is going to support me with Donut County. Nope. Nope. I it's, it didn't end up in my top ten, but it is like hanging right beneath it with in like it's eleven. So I just, I just want you to remember it's like nine how, online. How after last year you're all like fuck, Andre was right. We will play this. We played right it. away. I played it oh, and went, oh, this is so good and so charming. There's no way it's not going to be on my top 10 list. And then I thought about it for like three months and went, eh, there's not a lot there. You're going you're gonna to wake awake in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and just donut or quack anthem will be going through your head. <laughs> hey, if we had a song of your category, I'd be right with you on quack anthem being nominated for that. Okay. You say that like that's not what happens every night. True. <laughs> Um, uh, I think Donut County should go because I absolutely dislike a large section of it. I just like the gameplay. Everything else about that game I don't like. I, no, it's gone. So yeah, I like everything but you the shut game. your mouth. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, we probably have to talk about CrossCode, huh? Yeah. 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 That game is extremely good. Is it um, high? Do you think it's high on your personal list? I've put it at number 10 right now just because I haven't finished it. I'm 22, okay. 23 hours into it. Uh, so I can talk as up to that point. But like, mm-hmm. we can talk about the how awesome the characters are and how awesome the story is and how my cat keeps just slapping me in the face with his tail. But <laughs> like, Very adorable. I think one of the main points that someone might want to take away from that game is the fact that like I'm... 23 hours in i'm two dungeons in and i'm like i think i'm just under halfway done so that's like at least a 40 hour experience with really good mechanics really deep mechanics uh like it it gets super deep like you get five different skill trees that's cool (laughs) and it's it's but it's it's not overwhelming um every system works really well it's super fun and it's 20 dollars (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the idea of it being included. I don't think we have to cut it yet. Yeah, I, I don't. Think there are other I wouldn't love cutting it yet, but like, it it would be a solid number ten on this list, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for me, it sounded like you were volunteering to cut it, and then you changed your mind. What changed your mind? No, it's just because we're talking about games we haven't talked about yet, and yeah. I know Crosscode hasn't had a chance to come up at all. Mm, let's see, Monster Hunter. <laughs> But yo, well, I don't think we can go. No, we're yeah. not. We're not cutting Monster <laughs> Hunter. No, I'm just asking about like we haven't talked about it. So yeah. it's real fucking good. It's the best that series has ever been. Uh, people I've like to like shit. People like to shit on the multiplayer, and while it's still Monster Hunter multiplayer, and it should be better. Like when I used it, 
to play with my friends. It worked fine. It worked how it was supposed to. It is a shame for it, it is a shame for people who are new to the series that it did not work how they wanted it to, or like easily enough. So there were yeah. issues that people had. But I think that game is incredible, and I think once they add on to it next year with Iceborne, it'll be even better, and it'll actually have like what I was hoping that this game would originally have. But I was still very satisfied with the pro- uh, the product they put out. Yeah, yeah, and like, I think that the multiplayer options. I don't think that's enough reason to cut it. No, out. no, absolutely I, not. I think it's. I I actually have had similar frustrations in that even though I found it to be clunky, I don't like the way people are coming after it because like. Mm-hmm that's that series yeah. and it, it should be better i i will acknowledge 100 i wish I don't it was know better I'm saying that series is necessarily like a great risk i don't know a great defense but i don't mm-hmm. think it should necessarily be cut yeah, right away yeah, yeah. Of it. uh let's see throne breaker does throne breaker need to be on this list you seem to like it sam yeah it's super super cool like uh did you guys ever play imagine a visual novel set in the Witcher universe that has a really well-told story with super identifiable and like unique characters. Uh, and the combat is Gwent, which is the best in-game card game in a video game. We're saying like in-game card game as in, as part of a larger game. Yeah. Triple triad. I'm willing to go with you. Poker's a pretty good game. Uh, Gwent is better than poker. Uh, I would rather play Gwent than poker. I think the other surprising thing to me about Thronebreaker uh, that I wasn't expecting to kind of come to Sam's aid a little bit, obviously I very, played very little of it, so I don't have a strong vote here, but um, I was expecting it to be exactly what you're saying, Sam, a visual novel where in between you do Gwent stuff. What it actually, though, like there's a whole layer of like you have a camp that you buy upgrades on upgrade trees for. The way that you add cards to your deck is you have to recruit them and you have uh, basically like a point limit in your deck. So you have a minimum cards you have to satisfy, but then you also have every card costs a certain amount of food basically. And you have a limit to the amount of food that you can supply your army. So there's a lot of really cool like management layer management's going to be the wrong word, but there's a lot of cool like uh, RPG elements and kind of um, uh, like army building elements to it that I wasn't really expecting. Plus there's this beautiful overworld map that you're running around and you're like collecting resources and you're like finding secrets and you're talking to people and stuff. So it's actually a lot more than just a Gwent single player campaign. I think it's like really, really impressive and I'm really excited to play more of it. Um, So it's, I don't know that I can argue for it as being one of the 10 best games this year because I played about an hour of it, but um, I, I definitely don't think it's a frivolous addition to this list in any way. Is is there any recency bias to it, you guys think? Or it is- wasn't on the list until there was a plot twist. And then like everything about the game changed. And I was super, super enamored with it. And like I can really see the story going places. So I don't want to do this, but Artifact versus Thronebreaker. Artifact's a far better card game than Gwent. Artifact is a far better card game than Gwent. <laughs> like, but, but is Artifact a better game than Thronebreaker? I, I don't think is. so. As someone who has played both. I okay, but you haven't. I've played more I, Artifact than you've played Thronebreaker in the past three weeks. I will say right now, <laughs> I much prefer single player to multiplayer experiences. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm kind of was going to have that bias. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I mean, 
let's put it this way. We can't cut one without cutting both. Um, but like I, artifact I think, is, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think, think that's true. necessarily true. Not at all. Well, that's like saying you can't cut Spider-Man without cutting God of War. Cut Artifact. Just I'm not going to get any support for it here. You should cut it now. No, I mean, you've been, I'm not, I don't think we need to cut Artifact. You've been I, so in I, love with that game and like speaking, it's about how like passionately you feel about I, it. Yeah, like, I don't want to cut either I don't want to cut it. Right like, okay, well, yeah. we're not cutting either of them, but like. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just having a hard time imagining a world where our list has two card games we can leave it for now and come to it later but i I don't i don't see both of those making our list so we'll have to frankly i don't determine what based on what i have seen i don't see thronebreaker making our list but i can also see myself saying oh no thronebreaker should have been number eight or something once Mm -hmm. i finish it next year so that's yeah. We'll come back to it. The other reasons that I'm super positive, like I'm super enjoying my time with Thronebreaker. I, like I say, about I'm about eight hours in, so not really fully enough. I I would admit that because I haven't finished it, I would be okay with you guys cutting it at a later date. But also, okay. pardon me. Also, looking at other reviews for this game and all of them being ninety percent and above makes me confident that it will stick the landing from where okay. I've played. Then I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, okay. So artifact and throne breaker remain for now. Sure. They, I, I think one of them will have to go at some point at least, but we'll come to that later. That was kind of, that's what I'm getting at though, is I don't know that. Yeah. I'm not, will I won't be willing to later cut, Thronebreaker or cut artifact over Thronebreaker. So Sam and I will have to go to war, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. Uh, maybe both will be cut, maybe none will be cut, but I don't see that happening. Uh let's see. Would, if we're talking about games that only I have played, I would cut Thronebreaker over Dragon Quest. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So I mean we can come back to that later, but uh, okay. Somebody else talk for two seconds while I get my surface charger. Okay. <laughs> no uh, Into the breach see, has see. not been talked about. Yeah, it we, is not. It yeah. has not really been appropriate for any of the categories. Yep. I guess. Right. Uh, I I think Into the Breach is like a super fantastic game. Uh, the like, as someone who doesn't who who wants to like tactics games like Fire Emblem and XCOM and things like that. The, like the pickup and play nature of like, okay, I'm just going to do a quick run, like maybe 45 minutes for a run. And then like, oh, I fucked up. And like, okay, I can just start over. I can put it down. And then I can pick it up again later. And even if I've forgotten how to play, there's not like the threat of, oh, I'm going to lose everything. Uh, I'm going to lose all my units because I forgot how to play because everything is just, it can go at any time. Uh, and that pick up and play nature makes it perfect for someone like me who wants to play Battletech but isn't sure if he'll stick with it. Um, and I think just like the way the puzzle mechanics of like all the battles and the way the different robots interact with each other, use their powers um, to get through the combat encounters is really fun. And then you pair that with the way it. Uh, informs you of like, okay, here's what's going to happen on the next turn, the order the enemies are going to attack in, what they're going to attack, how much damage that's going to do. Uh, Servicing all that information gives you like so much 
it's like almost too much information to start when you first play and you're like, okay, wait, if this guy's going to do this and it like becomes a puzzle game in a really cool way. It's kind of like like every time it's kind of like an evolution of like obviously FTL, but like also like frozen synapse. Like Mm -hmm. if you've ever played that where um, you kind of have to uh, predict what the enemy is going to do, but this time they're giving you more information. So that's why it's an evolution. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is it. Mechanically, it's great. I didn't finish it. I never got to the end, but uh, I thought it was a very strong tactics game. The and only one of the thing things that I, I personally... Oh. Oh. Please, Alice. Oh, one of the things I personally really loved about it, too, is that it felt like um, none of the moves were ever wasted. So that's part of the pick-up-and-play kind of respecting your time aspect. <laughs> but I felt like I, every time I was playing the game, it was constantly, okay this move is going to be really important, but then if you lose, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. I'm going to jump back in. So it does, I think it has a pretty perfect balance of every move matters, but that's not to its detriment in any way. Are you guys bothered by my cat licking his butt in the stream or should I? No, I'm I'm bothered. (laughs) I mean, hot and bothered, but, uh, Oh, Sam, Sam Pierce, we having some issues. Sam, you okay? No, he's not okay. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Well, yeah. Sam, hello? Sam, hello? Sam, hi. Uh-oh, he's turning I don't think... changing audio devices. Okay, okay, okay. Sam's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I am, at least at the moment, I think Into the Breach should be on this list. The only thing that like I wasn't super into was the fact that I wanted like the FTL-style narrative to... like. Mm-hmm. Like progress through like each of the runs, but there isn't that. But besides that, I think it's just a really fantastic game. Yeah, I think I that's yeah, what. I, sorry. Oh, I'd say we should keep it too because it's it's on my personal top ten, and I think it's really great. Yeah, I was gonna say the narrative, the lack of narrative, is what didn't pull it through or didn't pull me through to the end. But I think it's a really, really strong, yeah. like well-made game. Yeah, I think that it's a really well-made game, and I'm not arguing that we should cut it right now. I just don't think there's enough there for me. Sure. I thought that kind of by what by what you're saying, Andre, I had sort of the opposite problem with it where I played it for uh, five or six runs and I thought like, wow, this is really cleverly designed. But then I was kind of like, I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole because I don't feel like I'm building. It just felt very, it felt very much like a puzzle game and not a tactics game. Sure. And that was, that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's bad and I think it should get cut right now. But um that pushed me away from it personally. Yeah, I, I totally see that. Uh, well, we can revisit that at a later time. Um, so I'm looking at this, and there we've talked about a lot of the stuff on here now. I think we've, we, you know, what we haven't talked about Hitman Two. Oh yeah, mm. I mean that's on. I think that's on our list. I think it has to be. It's on my list. It's I will say that. List. When I first played through it, I went, this is my number two favorite game of the year. And it has since then slipped out of my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's still in my top ten. And I think it's a phenomenal game. Um, and I think it does some really cool shit. Uh, so I, yeah. I like getting to murder uh, rich people who are shitty that's that's a real good <laughs> real good fantasy uh, i didn't end up talking about it for best moment um but there's a there's a i guess this is minor spoilers for hitman 2 but it's not it's hitman you kill people um 
there's a there's a kill you have to do in the last mission and one of the mission stories you can do for it is you can dress up in a funeral outfit um, that is being put like a on funeral outfit. Yeah, yeah, like a cult funeral outlet that they are about to put on a corpse of someone you killed in a previous meeting mission. Mm-hmm. And so you like sneak up and put yourself in the casket with this outfit on and then like the the a eulogy is delivered and then like the woman you're supposed to kill comes over and like starts whispering to the corpse about like you suck and I hate you and all this stuff and like <laughs> just, just talking shit to his corpse and then you just like stab her and then close and quietly like get out of the casket in this funeral garb and slow and like walk away from the dead body that's laying on the, the dais that eventually they're going to turn around and see it's so good that game has amazing moments like that yeah, yeah. uh dragon quest yeah i just noticed sam's not here <laughs> so fuck uh, it gone <laughs> Dragon Quest. Oh, no one here to talk about that. Dragon Quest is the best JRPG on modern consoles. Wow. That's a big statement. Better than Persona 5. It's super, super fun. Uh, it's like. It's really positive and great and like happy and just like super, super well put together. I didn't nominate it for best music because I didn't think it would win or best visuals, but it, it was up there for me. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, it's high on my personal top 10. How, how much like hour count that you've played? Uh, about 50. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I feel better. About, I, I feel better about that than if you're like, Oh, I got like 20 in or something. Cause like a J. No, I've got past the first major story section and i'm in kind of the second half if that makes sense okay okay but i understand that when you finish it there's like 30 hours of post-game quest where they <laughs> completely change everything and it becomes even better so okay. yeah it's it's one of those games that yeah i i i you know it it may end up being the white whale of my list and me trying to push it into the 10th spot like i did with destiny well actually destiny got further than that sorry one second cat entry Okay, I think we can leave it. Now. We're having yeah, lots of about, cat issues tonight. We can talk about BattleTech if we want to. I, I have a feeling that that's going to end up falling because no one else has played it. I, uh, I I really want to like and play BattleTech. I'm just at that like I've said many times. Like I don't know if I'll stick with it. And Battle- justifying the purchase for me is hard. But I'm like, so, do I actually want to do all that management stuff? It's uh, my top. I mean, we're in it now, so I can just say. Um, my two to five uh, are kind of in flux, even as I as we come through this. I think it's locked down, but I have BattleTech right now at number four um, on my list, and I could see it being number three. It's back and forth with Florence right now for me. Um, so uh, I think that it's a probably the best tactics game I've ever played, and I've played most tactics games that have come out. Um, that are Western developed and then also some fire emblem as well. Um, the thing that is so impressive about BattleTech is to kind of, to what you, the point you're, you're making Andre is that it on its face, the reason it took me so long to play it, I started playing it about a month ago now 
Um, the reason it took me so long to play it was because I thought it looked incredibly daunting from having watched people like Austin Walker stream it. Um, and I was kind of having the same concerns you were, Andre, which was that I like tactics games, but it seemed like there was so much there and that it was so much more complicated than even XCOM that I didn't know that I had it in me to, to go for that. And I would say that actually it is a lot more complicated than something like XCOM. But what's so impressive is that it is extraordinarily accessible. It is more accessible than something like XCOM because it everything is so clear and simply outlined in the UI, um, and it's so smartly designed to, in the early hours of that game, layer things in a way that it is not just feeding you huge boxes of text to explain stuff to you. It's like, we're going to explain to you how movement works, and then you're going to move down this road and get narrative. Then we're going to explain to you how shooting works, and then you're going to shoot kill this one mech and then we're going to explain how stability and melee combat work and so it introduces that stuff at a not boring and a like actually engaging pace um and then i think the thing that is like wild to me when comparing it to stuff like xcom is all of these games every tactics game has like the battle section the battle layer the tactical layer and then the metal layer where you're kind of managing your forces and Battletech weaves those together so incredibly well. The concept is that you're running this lance of mechs, um, this mercenary company where you're choosing, you know, you accept a contract, you travel to where the contract is, then you choose on four pilots and four mechs that you're going to drop. And when they come back, they come back with damage, pilots come back with injuries, and that all takes time for your 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 company to repair. you got to repair the mechs, you have to heal, heal up the pilots, and every month you have to make payroll and pay your pilots and pay for the, the maintenance of the mechs. And the way that all that stuff ties together is just amazing because it ends up with these situations where you're like, you're, you, someone shoots a PPC at you, this really powerful p- p- particle cannon. Basically. <laughs> no, uh, shoots a particle cannon at you and it like, plinks off your armor instead of going through. And you're like, Oh, thank God. Because you know that that would have been a, 13 day fix that would have cost you, you know, 38,000 credits. And that kind of thinking isn't something that in X games like XCOM, it extends as far as like, Oh shit, my favorite guy died, which is emotional and meaningful. And I love XCOM, but that all of that is there for Battletech. But on top of that, you're thinking about the money that you're paying these people to. And then also it has a great story from the looks of it. I haven't finished the story, so I can't really, evangelize the story based on having seen about half of it but it seems to have a really great story that's incredibly tapped into Battletech's lore and it also makes you feel for your characters in a way that you wouldn't if it was just a simple career like there was no story attached to them you can go and talk to the people in your crew and learn about their their history um you can you you get these amazing little things that pop up and say like so we found out that like Somebody got a hold of a bootleg copy of the Solaris finals from this year, which is like the big gladiator planet where mechs battle each other. Do you want to go into the lounge and get drunk with your crew and watch these Solaris battles? Or do you want to deny their request and tell them they can't do it? And those have ramifications the way, the the way that you pick stuff and they can go in different ways. And like all of that stuff combined just creates this game that is wildly accessible and also wildly complex and it's just super inviting and well-made. Uh, and I think that it is going to have a long tail on it in terms of like 
the fun you can have with that game. I, I think you could play it for hundreds of hours and and feel good about it. Uh, so anyway, it was it ended up being very high for me, but I don't know that it's going to make it because nobody else played it. <laughs> How many of your top five are games that you've played in the last month? Um, like played at all or started in the last month? Three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, again, like I've thought extensively about recency bias and it's not, I'm not, I'm yeah. very comfortable with where I'm at with that. I don't think that my number one game is Return of the Oberdin, which I played months ago. So I don't really worry about that with these games. Well, that's going to make this next part hard because we're cutting Return of the Oberdin. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> uh, what about. Um, Oh, wait, we're still going through stuff we haven't really talked about. Uh, I think we've... We've covered we've it all now. We've, you know, maybe we haven't talked about it in this particular category, but I, mean, I think I, now we're getting to things like... We I can, can talk about Artifact. We haven't really... Yeah, sure. If you want to kind of give us the lowdown and why you think it deserves to hang. Uh, I think it's fucking cool as hell. I, I don't want to have to make, like force you to do Artifact and Battletech back-to-back if you want to. Oh, I don't like, mind talking do about it now. Okay. I'm not comfortable cutting Artifact based on this right now, but yeah, well, no, I, that's, that's what I'm thinking about it, But which is just that like, I think that Artifact is another one. It's weird because Battletech's higher on my personal list, but I would almost fight for Artifact more on our list because I think um, like it's easy to go, well, just like it's a great card game. That's it's a great card game, but like trading card games are are actually like as they're younger than video games, um, and this artifact is one of the most immaculately designed. I mean, as coming from someone who has played virtually every major trading card game that has been released, artifact is like perfect. It is it is immaculately designed. It, it, there's there's no. There are no problems in its game flow. The only thing that could become a problem for it is if they have a problem with balancing cards for it, which is possible, and it's hard to know. But that game is, like, pretty much perfect. <laughs> my cat fell uh, asleep on my lap. <laughs> I think there's a lot to be talked about, and we've joked about it, but I think you can make arguments that because of the nature of its market, there's problems with valve basically operating it as a closed ecosystem where they're taking a cut of every card sale of cards that they're already selling you. Mm -hmm. There's probably loads of philosophical debates you can have about that. But I think when it comes to what are the best video games in, in 2018 artifact is like, it's, it's just so well designed um, and so smart and, uh, complex and deep for sure, but like it's it's just so good. I don't um, think it's necessarily a commentary on the quality of it, but what do you think of the fact that eighty percent of the players dropped off? I think it speaks to the fact that that it's a it's it's too much for. This sounds so pretentious and shitty, and I'm sorry. That's fine. It's too much for people who play video games. <laughs> like people went at, in at large. The, people went in large. thinking it was more like Hearthstone, and were surprised yes. when it was more hardcore. Yes. I guess if that yep. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is definitely the Dota 2 of card games. And I don't mean that, I'm not picking on, obviously, I think anyone in this group could pick up Artifact and understand and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But it is not a download this and check it out for a few games. Yeah. It is like, I mean, games take 40 minutes to an hour. It's a commitment. And, 
yeah. And, and you have to think about everything, every single choice you make, uh, extensively. So I think that it's too much for a lot of people, frankly. Um, and I think that's really unfortunate and too bad. Um, I think the benefit though, is that even if only 10,000 people are playing it, valve is still going to make a shitload of money on it. <laughs> so I think it'll be around. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, but, but, uh, I think it needs time to like settle embed, a- embed get like, like build a community. Like people say, you know, it's actually good because I, th- so much of like the press around it coming out was like market based and negative. And, yeah. you know, if people want to talk about that, that's okay. Um, and I'm not going to rehash arguments I've made yeah. about that. I think that, that yeah. people are the, the problem with artifact is the notion that, Valve is taking a cut of card sales. That sure. is it. Is, sure. is it the, the kind of the, game that will have seasons, kind of like Hearthstone? Mm, well, it'll have a rotation for sure, eventually. The, the reason season, Hearthstone has seasons is so that they can cut card sets out yeah. so that they can rotate and new you, ones. And make you buy new ones. But yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I think uh, my the biggest thing holding me from like saying, like, oh, yeah, we can totally put it on the list is it hasn't been out long enough to see what that game looks like as a competitive thing going for, like after it's like been out for a while and like, what does that game actually look like once they've like figured out like, okay, how are things going once it's out in the wild and people I mean, are playing it? Yeah. It came out like literally at the end of, oh, like yeah. at the end of November. So oh, I think yeah, that no, was exactly. The exactly. It. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying we have to cut it for that. That's just, like, kind of my one hang-up on, like, having it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, does it actually hold up over a long period of time? Or does it turn out, like, actually it got pretty stale? Or, like, oh, this is actually, like, way imbalanced right now? And, like, things like that. But, like, if it, seem, you know, sounds like it's mechanically solid and people, the people who are sticking with it really like it. Yeah. Yeah, so I like it a lot. Um you know, who knows how much support I would get for it, but it, it's, it's definitely a yeah. extremely impressive card game for sure. Sure. Uh, does, I, I, I like this game, but does the Tetris effect need to be on this list? I almost said that a few minutes ago. Oh, okay. I was, I, I don't remember. Sorry, yeah. almost. I was, I started oh. and then someone started talking about oh. something else. Oh, okay. It's personally in my top five. Okay. So like it's my 6. Okay. So right. it, it, it's if not it's, one I'm like, Yeah, well, no, actually I'm not saying well, we have to cut if, it. I just wanted to get the temperature of the room. It, it is like actually, I mean it is actually number 5, I should say. Like <laughs> yeah. that is in the top 5. It is in the top 5. I also have games though on my top 10 list that Allison, I Allison, you're muted. Oh, Allison, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, she, yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did it, did it hold on? Is it in there for you? Oh, um, no, it, it didn't end up in my top 10 and I okay. think it's really good and I don't mind hanging around with it for longer because sure. it sounds like it was big for Alex and, um, and Erica, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I mean, if Alex, I don't know how you feel, but like I have, I'm looking at my own personal top 10 list right now. And I like, I have games on here that I didn't even put in this because I didn't think I could fight for it. And I'm not sure I'm, I can fight for Tetris. Yeah. I'm looking at my list as well. And there's some that I'm definitely not going to fight for. Is Tetris one of those? 
I really like Tetris. <laughs> I okay. really like Tetris oh, too. Okay, let's. I, 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 I could see it. That's not a yes or no to how you're going to fight for it. <laughs> it's not on my personal list, but like I, I wouldn't be mad if it stayed around. I mean, if it, you know, when it starts comes down to it, it might have to go. But I mean, I think one thing that I'll point out is that it looks like Alex and I are the two people that have two games that only we played on this list, right? Oh no, well. Uh, yeah. I have at least I have one at least. You have one cuz I played some of Thronebreaker and how about Monster Hunter cuz like I played 3 hours of it but that doesn't count. I Monster played Hunter. probably 25 30 hours of it so oh, okay. I would say I played quite a bit of it. It's not on my personal top <laughs> yeah. 10 but Me I can support Andre it played loads of Monster Hunter. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I guess I'm just saying I don't know like we're getting into it now. I yeah. think CrossCode looks real cool. I'm not going to vote to put it on. I'm sure everybody thinks that I feel passionate about Artifact and Battletech. Nobody's going to vote to put those games on. Like, yeah, CrossCode is really good. You might, you might get <laughs> Artifact it's one of those... for me, depending on the rest of the list. That's true. I guess you've played Artifact. Um, I've played like t- five, six hours of it. played a lot on the train, offline uh, against bots, and I really like it. There's not any good way to check this i'm just like is there anything that on here that isn't on anyone's top 10 without like going through every game um i don't think we're at that i think everything i i think at this point every every game on here is probably on someone's top 10 yeah and what are we working with 21 games to cut right now 21 games yeah oh Uh, sorry we have 11 games yeah uh should we start bolding stuff that we think is is guaranteed? Do we okay? Do we want to go through and like vote what we need to? Forza, Forza, does it hang? That's a good I, question. I I think so. I think so too. It's, it ended up lower in my list than I expected, but it's absolutely in my top mm-hmm. ten. Okay. How about how about this? We go through. We do two rounds of saying like I think this game needs to be in the discussion. Okay. And that uh, do we want? Okay. Then and we're we talking to- about we're talking about like are we talking about ones that we think are guaranteed in the top ten to us or are we talking about ones that we want to make sure get their due? Uh, I, think I think it's I think it's that. what do you want on the top ten list? Then we can look and go okay, what didn't get votes? Do we need to like reevaluate and say okay, this needs to be in the discussion as well? So let's say okay. pick pick two um, of your own rider dies. Basically, yes. Right. Okay, so starting, Erica. Uh, I was prepared. <laughs> pick, uh, one, pick one right now, just one. Okay, Oberdin. Okay, please put your initials by Oberdin. Okay. Eh. This is just only going to get us one game cut. Because if everybody votes for two games, we have six. That's 12. Well, but if we have some overlaps. Well, so we're saying we're going to have overlaps? Yeah. We might. I don't know. We're voting with our hearts and, and honesty, not voting for things that we don't want to see cut. Uh, I mean, I would say yeah, this is a group list. So we need to like, okay, what? So I guess I'm, my argument is like, God of War is on our top 10 list for, the, for 2018. Why don't we just bold that now? Because we need to evaluate all the games and fairly, we need to be fair. And I guess what I'm saying is, I'll cut Artifact and BattleTech right now because those aren't going to make our top ten list. If if that's what you want to do, I don't know. If you feel I, good I, for that. But, 
Nobody Battle else. Tech, maybe, but you've you've been so gung ho about artif- artifact. I'm still not okay just cutting it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I yeah. could see either of those games making our list. Uh, like, I mean, this like it, because a game doesn't get a vote now doesn't mean it's getting cut. Well, but it it gives us a thing like, okay, these are the games people feel strongly about. We can visit the games people feel less strongly about and see if any of these can. I guess what I'm saying is. I think we're in the part where everyone feels strongly about all of these games or there's like people feel strongly about all of these games. So like, I think we need to start being realistic about the games that are going to get support. Do you guys really feel strongly about Forza? I would cut Forza before Artifact or Battletech personally, but (sighs) same. (laughs) I have Forza as my number eight. So I care about it, but I'm not like ultra passionate about it. Yeah. It's It's my number five. It's anime ladies on my car. I mean, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. It's really, really good. It's probably one of the best driving games. In games. I think like the, the thing about Forza is that it's a perfect entry point for someone who's relatively casual with driving, but it also has the depth for people who care about yeah. like the, what the I, customization and stuff. What ultimately pushed it down the list for me is that it doesn't do that much different from Forza Horizon 1 when sure. you really dig into it and that i think that it's a phenomenal game it just so happens it's the first forza game that i've gotten deep into mm-hmm. so like i so for me on my personal list i feel good about including it but i could also let it go because i recognize that like hitman 2 i think does more for hitman than forza horizon 4 does for forza horizon yeah, is kind of where i'm what i'm getting at forza horizon 4 has dabbing I mean, you're right, and it's a great game. <laughs> but like, and it seems to me like a game that more of us played, so it makes more sense for it to be in our top ten. Yeah, as a group, I so, played Horizon Four for a few hours. Yeah, I'm not arguing that it should be cut. <laughs> I'm just saying Andre, that like, reaction. <laughs> if we're starting to kill our darlings, I don't know that it's that it's one of those, but also like. Mm-hmm we got to start doing that. Yeah. And I feel like people need to own the games that they know are not going to get the support. Okay. So then let's say this round of voting is for games that need to be on our top 10. Okay. And one round. Uh, yes. Oh, two rounds, but you can double up. Or why don't we just like call out games that we think should be in the top five, probably. And I feel like that gets, messy i think just okay. like because mm-hmm. if we start trying to order the top five before we even have a top 10 yeah. that's that's no good yeah so okay. i think we okay we're going through we're doing so erica thinks return of the Oberdin should be on our top 10 Works. yes yeah. correct okay then alex you are next what is one game of these 21 games bam okay the missing the missing uh sam um it's hard for me. I can go. Yeah. Okay, Pat. Return of the Return Oberdin. Uh, Allison? Spider-Man. Okay. Does whatever he can. Are you ready, Sam? Um. Hmm. I've done it. I'm not sure about it. 
Dragon Quest rides the thing. All right, so we have our top four games of 2018. We number one game of 20, 2018. We don't, we don't so. have Andre, though. Uh, yeah. Yes, that is true. Hold on one second. He's the host. Oh, and now he's leaving us. He's... <laughs> oh, my God. Why, why are you <laughs> taking your shirt yeah, off, Andre? <laughs> I think I are you gonna get me banned from Twitch? <laughs> you you ruined your best moment. I want I wanted to be able to stream on Twitch for a little while longer, but now that we've had topless men, I can't I can't stream anymore. Oh no! Oh my God. That's why I, I pull up my shirt and I have a Dragon Quest Eleven tattoo. <laughs> Just my ribs. It's where I drop my damn artifact tattoo. Oh my god, Andre, you just created the weirdest mood. <laughs> I'm super That tattoo just says, let me show you my deck. <laughs> so is this is this is this Dragon Ball Legends coming back? Yes, the Dragon Ball Legends coming back for revenge. Uh, I'm I'm sorry that it was supposed to go better than that. I didn't practice. <laughs> For the listeners at home, Andre took his shirt all the way off. And then under- it was supposed to be this just a sweatshirt, but then it got caught. I'm sorry. You can hold one shirt and lift up the other. As yeah. a fat guy, I've done this a lot. I can yeah. tell you it's really I, I was easy. sitting. It was not. I, I, I appreciate. I, I appreciate the commitment. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. 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 So. Okay, so let's cut Dragon Ball. I think it's all. <laughs> Absolutely not. I threw off my way to training gear. I've been playing with the kid gloves this whole time. Okay, anyway. <laughs> you killed you Sam. Killed Sam. Uh, <laughs> right, back in Dragon Ball number two. <laughs> so it seems like we can bold Return of the Overdin, right? Like, it's got two votes in that. So we're, are we going to do another round? round? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing another round real quick. Okay, so uh, starting off this new round, Allison. Octopath Traveler. I might be the only one who feels that way, but it's... No, no that's what this is for. This is a, That's what this is for. We'll probably have to revisit all... We'll have to revisit all these eventually and for ordering, and I don't necessarily think this means all the games that don't get votes are being cut. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, absolutely doesn't Or vice versa. All the games yes. that are, pick, are picked might not even be I top think 10. At this point, if you have enough to vote for it, that says something. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep talking. I'm not yes. arguing with the premise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the next is going to be Erica. For me, it's Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Pat. Really, I just want Erica to like me. <laughs> this is well. All right, Pat. We formed an oh. alliance. <laughs> Uh, Sam. The young guns in the corner over there. <laughs> and Alex. Bam. Okay, now let me take off my pants and reveal. <laughs> I really don't want to get that. Just vote for Yakuza 6. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I, Yakuza 6 should be on there. There's other games I also think should be on here. 
That's not what this vote is for. I think this the, vote is for like the this ones you true. want. This true. vote is so we can so we can split things I know, up. I know, right? I know, I know. There are like yeah. other, you know, it's not the only thing where I'm like, well, okay, it's got. And <sighs> just because it has votes doesn't necessarily mean it's a hundred percent on the top yeah, ten. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. Like, and just some because it doesn't have votes some... doesn't mean it's not on yeah. the list. Exactly. This is just to kind of steer the conversation. Yeah. Okay. So, games with votes for audio listeners: Celeste, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Dragon Quest Eleven, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Return of the Obra Dinn, Spider Man, The Missing, and Yakuza Six. So those are games we can kind of table for the moment and not not worry about too much. Uh, so that brings us to CrossCode. We've talked more recently about Artifact Battletech, so CrossCode. Yeah. How are you feeling based on discussion so far? I still think that game is extremely strong. Like It's, I, to be perfectly honest, the number one game I regret not finishing or playing more of before yeah, this. Like I... Within the last week, I put in 23 hours in like the course mm-hmm. of uh, three-ish days, which I don't usually do with games. So like that says a lot about it. And I didn't feel upset by the, the experience. So let me, let me tell you about uh, the Nonary games and how I put about <laughs> 30 to f- maybe probably about 40, 50 hours into playing those over the last two weeks. And then in the last like two hours, it just ruined it all. <laughs> I want to... Okay. I want to, no. I want to like, we have to have, wait, let's have a, like another nonary game spoiler cast. On yeah. Day I want to moderate a debate between the two of you about the nonary yeah. game. I never finished. I will Zero replay Time the Dilemma, entirety so. of that series again to do this. Yeah. I, I didn't finish, finish Zero Time Dilemma. So I, it, I, it, I, it all, it all hangs on one moment, but then we can talk about Danganronpa. Anyway, no, stop. <laughs> and, and how the last chapter of that was... Anyway, my, I'm my jumping point in the cockpit of the battle mech and turning it back towards the battle. My, my, point, my point being that you never know what those last two hours can hold. It's very true. But from I went ahead and didn't spoil myself, but I went mm-hmm. ahead and kind of got some context for some of the latter game stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And it seems very in tune with what you okay. are expecting. Um I don't know exactly what happens because I didn't want to completely spoil myself as I intend to finish it. But like the story, like I was considering nominating it for best story or best moment, but like we already had enough nominees, mm-hmm. but like it goes to some places that I wouldn't have expected. Um, given that it is kind of a JRPG an action JRPG style, it's not turn-based it's active combat. And like uh, they get a lot of mileage out of a character that starts mute like it starts as a silent protagonist and you're like oh no silent protagonist but uh as you continue you get you get more words and the reason for that is in that game um the conceit is that like we all know that's kind of like an mmo like you're playing an mmo but it's single player but the conceit behind it is that it's super far in the future and all of these people that are playing the mmo is it's actually on an island on earth and these avatars are being controlled by people at home. So uh, they're basically robots that are being controlled like with people. And your character, uh, their, their vocal whatever, I forget what they call it, their modulator, their voice modulator thing is broken. 
and you have kind of a caretaker watching over you a watcher and whatever you want to think of it. That's like, uh, fixing your avatar from like a remote location. And he adds words. So like the first word he adds is hi. So you start just being able to nod and shake your head. And then, and then she says, hi. And then all of a sudden she's just like, hi, 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 hi. Like it's really cute. And then, um, eventually you get her name. So she starts saying Leia. Like she can have really simple conversations. As you go on, you get more and more words. And um, what, what words did they get next? There's by, and then she gets how and why. And there's this conversation that happens between you and a party member where the party member basically asks like, hey, um, why haven't you told me much about yourself? Like, I'd love to hear about you. You're such a good listener, but like, you know, I'd like, I'd like to know more about you. And like, you just kind of are silent. And then, uh, she's like, Oh, you're still just really shy. Right. And then she does like a nod and it's like, it's conveying a lot of emotion with literally no words. And immediately after that, Leia, the main character just starts saying why over and over again and like getting more and more pained expressions. And like the handler eventually steps in and is like, Hey, what's, what's up? Like what's wrong. And, the way it plays out is like, are, are you guys cool with a minor spoiler for that game? You, you too, Allison, even though you're going to play it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine with a minor spoiler. Yeah. Like you find out that, um, the reason that she can't, like she's having memory issues and the reason that she can't speak is actually because she's physically in a coma and that this is the only way that they could get some kind of brain function out of her. And like, it starts hitting these actually like pretty decently emotionally resonant bits and like stuff to it. And I, I really think it's holding up its end of the bargain as well as being super mechanically uh, intense in a good way and like complex and uh, with a lot of depth. So I don't know. I think cross code, I feel comfortable being 23 hours in and saying it's like, easily one of the top 10 games of the year uh, with the caveat being, I haven't finished it. Like you said, Andre, it could pull a zero time dilemma and then just poop on everything, but I don't think it's going to. Okay. Um, let's see. Florence. Florence. <laughs> it's, is, next, it's the next on the list. This list. It's not on our top 10. Uh, no, it's not leaving the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was gonna you say, are you a little quiet? So I was like, wait, what's going on? No, Florence is my number three game of the year, so I would not be comfortable. That, that is my number four list. game of the year. My number four. It's a little bit lower for me, but it's easily, it was easily top ten. It was like very easy to put in there. Okay. It's a great game. Uh, I'm not going to do this to Alex right now, so we're going to move on to Hitman 2. <laughs> Does Hitman 2 need to be on this list? I think it's just more Hitman 1, and I think that that's a great thing. But, like, I don't know. It, it's DLC that they repackaged and re-released as a full game. Okay, K-Rise um, thing. Um, <laughs> I think, I think hey, that... I could have put Destiny on this list. No, I think there's merit to what Sam's saying. I think that it's important to point out that Hitman is so fucking good. Uh, that like, and I think that the level yeah. design actually is an expansion it's of what made Hitman. Far, it's far and above, far and beyond better than like yeah. the, 
the design like it feels like an evolution of the design not just like oh we made some more levels just like that like for me like the verticality is like a whole other dimension that wasn't present in the first game sam i would argue that i think what you're saying is fair i think that one could make an argument that dragon quest 11 is more dragon quest as well so like I, destiny 2 was more destiny well i mean the thing is dragon quest is about its story so i, I understand that there's yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not a one-to-one comparison whereas hitman is not about story at all so i think i'm not trying to like take down one of your games because you pointed it out with hitman yeah. i just think that's true of some i think that's also true of forza on this list mm-hmm. um yeah. And I think that's in some ways true about Monster Hunter, although obviously that is a much it's, larger reimagining. So yeah. I'm not I'm not advocating for cutting Monster Hunter right now. I think that's you could say that's true of Octopath because it it's JRPG ground that's been tread by a lot of games in terms of mechanics and stuff. That's what I'm getting at is that mm, mechanically it does a lot though. Okay, especially in the battle. battle. Never mind. Uh, it's, yeah, maybe it does, does what Persona does, where they've got uh, weaknesses, and then you hit the weakness, and they fall down, and you can hit them. No, my point also is the mechanics <laughs> too. It's... My point isn't to argue to cut any of these. Yeah, games. no, exactly. Yeah, we have a number of games on this list that do that are sequels that are iterative, and mm-hmm. um, that. So I don't know that that's a good enough reason to cut it, but I also see the argument. Oh my god, my cat! I just think we should can, can you hear my cat meowing? By the way. No, no. Okay. No. no worries then. <laughs> hmm. I think for me, Hitman 2 is a lot more similar to a very recent previous release than other games on this list, except Forza. I also think Forza should go. But. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess. I guess you're going to have to sell us on the story of Dragon Quest if we're going to go down this road because I think that Dragon Quest is like the boilerplate JRPG and I'm okay with it being on the list because it's really affected you but like it's I think what the Alex, best one of those Yeah, but Hitman is the best one of those that's come out. Like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh it's a good year for games. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh Hitman is at around number six on my list right now. For uh, I think a similar place for mine, maybe higher. Uh, number four on my list. So, um, actually, I might I might have lied. It might be number seven on my list. Wow! That's fine. Can't believe you're doing me dirty like this. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so number seven. Um, I mean, this is kind of why. Like, I know that you guys are like talking me off the ledge, but this is kind of why I'm willing to, to consider dropping like an artifact or a battle tech because like I'm the only one that can really speak to those games. And as much as they have impacted me, I don't think they're going to end up on our top mm-hmm. 10. Yeah, sure. I don't think anyone's going to join me in that crusade really. I mean, Sam said he would for artifact depending on what the list looks like, but like yeah. if it comes down to artifact versus dragon mm-hmm. quest, you're not going to want to make that cut. No, they're in very, very different places on my list. Yeah, I mean, and and I would argue that we should also look at cutting cross code because I yeah. think what you're saying, Alex, is cool and I really want to play it, but I think it's sort of similar place where like Battletech is very high on my list, but people aren't going to join me on that. Yeah, I'm. And, I was starting to think the same thing as we were talking about it. So I think I think I could live with a, in a world where we cut at least artifact for now and cross code maybe, um, and then at least then Alex and I aren't one up on games that only we played that 
you know, are on this sure. list still. Yep. Yeah. That's I, a, yeah, I think fine. at this moment, my entire list is represented out of these games. All right. So I'm going to too. Because I'm assuming, Alex, you would cut cross code before Forgotten Anne. <clears throat> I think that's what it comes down to for the, the, the call you got to make. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm no, going to yeah. cut Artifact over Battletech, you got to cut one of those two. Yeah, I would say cross code, I would cut over okay. Forgotten Anne. That's the impression. Um, I and I just, just Shapes and Beats say. is a talk that we should have really quick. Yes. Because I, I, was I think I was it's, it's actually. It, it moved around on my list a lot. Earlier in the year, it was number three. Now it's like number seven. Like, so it's really excellent. But I don't know if so it's. I don't I know if it, say, I don't know where it would even live on our list. Right now, it's not in my top ten. Based on our revisiting it uh, mm-hmm. today in conversations we've had, it might bump uh, Forza off my list. Yeah, like it's really. I don't know. Really it's tough. Good. There have been like, a lot of it, good games this year. So the problem is that it and Tetris Effect kind of fill the same space, but in a different way. That's fair. Uh, whereas Just Shapes and Beats is a rhythm game that's like extremely difficult. Um, I'm not Effect, sure that I would. I guess you're the tiebreaking vote on that because I would imagine that Erica would cut Just Shapes and Beats over Tetris Effect. Mm. That's only based on I what haven't played just shapes and pieces. well right so like i would much rather <clears throat> cut tetris effect but i haven't played it so that's kind of like <laughs> yeah the only one who has both of them i would yeah. i would totally rather keep tetris effect than just shapes and beats based on what i've seen of both that's because i love mizuguchi games i don't have time to play tetris effect i want to get vr so yeah i think just shapes and beats is like super excellent I'm going to play it again probably it, next I mean, week. It has a bump and soundtrack that we totally missed out on. But well, <laughs> I, I mean, to be blunt as well, didn't Alex, didn't you say that Tetris Effect is higher on your personal list than just Shapes and Beats? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's just, what I think if it's such a, just Shapes and Beats. It is such a cool thing. <laughs> it's very cool. I love it. And it may after today end up on my top 10 because it's really anything good. anything that made this short list deserves to be played mm-hmm. yeah oh, well, i don't sure. know about i don't know about that i don't know about that <laughs> wow there's something <laughs> with with some some signatures on it that i would maybe say doesn't but Whoa. yeah we can we can toss we can, we can toss like six like that no he's talking about return of the Oberdin. we all know that's we, we, we can we can cut just shapes and beats though okay thank you for your sacrifice and your service um why don't we cut Thronebreaker because I'm only 10 hours into it and I can't give a serious. Okay. I, I, I feel like I will regret this in three or four days time when I have finished that game, but uh, I don't, I, I can't in good conscience say when the game is almost all story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen two, well, three people of that story. If it makes you feel better, that's part of why I'm comfortable letting Artifact go because Andre's point that it, it does need time to prove Mature. that it works over multiple sets is fair. I think it's unfortunate that we're never going to have the chance to art to award it anything ever again, but uh, yeah, whatever. That's the way. I mean, in go. future years, we could do more awards and we could do yeah, best potentially. ongoing service game. Best ongoing card game <laughs> released by Valve Software. Our biggest, best mis- on- our, our best biggest mistake. Ongoing service game, non Diablo, non Destiny division. 
Karl Marx's favorite card game. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no. Not no, this again. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, um, so. Okay. So we've cut three games. What about Into the Breach that nobody's talked about? We talked about, talk about, about it. Into the Breach. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, it it's. It was on my list. It got pushed out. It's a very good game. Is it on our list? It's it's number eight, num- number nine for me. I think. Uh, yeah, it's number nine on my list. I think like, it goes. That sounds yeah. like a bye bye. Yeah, it does to me too. I love you into the breach, but yeah, it like if it did like a little bit different, like if it had story stuff to like pull me through, I think I could have like seen. Yeah, if that it, staying, yes, but. It, yeah, I think it was wonderful, it, but it's not something I'm prepared to fight over. If I could find more depth there from a storytelling perspective, or even yeah. less mechanical, like tactics so, game and less like a puzzle game, I would probably figure sure. it we, yeah. we are down to 16. Nice. About Forza. Okay, wait, hold on a second. There are seven games without signatures. Yep. Uh, so Forza, I think... I had a lot of fun with Forza, but if I'm the only one who wants it to stay on this list, I can see it going. I mean, it's in my top 10. I Same would say I want it on this list, but I don't want Monster Hunter, Dragon Quest, Dragon Ball, Celeste, uh, Forgotten, and yeah. Octopath. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't have any desire to see those on the like, list. So. Like, for what... For, so, I guess for what our group wants to recognize and promote and stuff, I think... Forza, even though it's got sick anime ladies you can put on the cars, I think Forza can go <laughs> because, like, uh, for our group list, like, it's fun. It's there's a lot of fun games on here. So, I think Forza can go because it's, it's more of the same. It's and, and, and more of the same is very good. And but, what I'll say is, while Forza, I mean, I got tons of time out of it, given like what I played of it, I was actually really excited to dive into the multiplayer. Part of the thing was I was like, this game is so good. This game is so good. I'm going to exhaust the single player stuff and then I'm going to get into the multiplayer and I'm going to do dailies and multiplayer and stuff. And I found the multiplayer pretty disappointing. So um, that's part of why it's not higher on my personal list. There there are some issues with like the multiplayer. Like if you can't like back out of like getting into a lobby like you're low and like there's weird issues like that a lot of that kind of stuff like it's not it's not a fun experience to jump in and out of there's so much like clunkiness surrounding it um yeah and not enough control and what you get on which you actually take part in so yeah Yeah. Um, we can go ahead and delete forts off this list it's very good very good that opening is very good we almost considered it for best moment but decided not to um, um, I mean, I'm willing to fight harder for Battletech than Hitman on this list. Okay. I'd be are more willing to Battletech than Hitman on this list. Andre, are you willing to fight more for Monster Hunter than Hitman? Uh, I ooh, certainly that's, am. But like yeah, um, like I Hitman is higher on my list, but with our group list and like with your passion for <clears throat> BattleTech and like how I'm interested in BattleTech, I'm okay. I I can see BattleTech being on this list based on your argument for it, and like Hitman too. Like 
I think it's good, but it seems like it doesn't have the support from everyone to maybe make it on the list compared to some of the other games. And I do feel really good about Monster Hunter. So like I can yeah. see Hitman 2 going in service guess, of getting some other like more niche picks on this list. Yeah, I guess like Battletech is my Octopath and Forgotten Anne. <clears throat> so like I'm not gonna ask Allison and Alex yeah, to cut yeah. those games yet. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think Hitman 2 going is a shame, but that's the nature of uh, numbered lists. Well, I think we can all agree that this top uh, 15 right now is really solid. This is a really this is a tough decision to make. I mean, to the point where we've already cut games from like, that would it would have been great if we could have had those. But, you know, let's see. Uh, So that is the second game. Third game from my list. Fourth game? Fourth game from my list to be deleted. Oh, we've deleted a big chunk of my list. Too, oh, same. <laughs> I mean, four, four games of my list are gone, too. There are a couple of games, um, a few games on my list that I didn't even think to put on there because of because uh, I knew it, they wouldn't go anywhere. But Yeah, yeah okay. Well, Allison, why don't you talk to us about Octopath Traveler? I need to okay. run the dog out real quick. Please do talk about Octopath. I trust the group's opinions on the chat. I'll be right back. But okay, yeah. so I think that it's one of those games where, you know, I could, it's not my number one or even my number two, but it is my number three. So if, if it needs to be cut because I'm the only one who feels this way about it, I'm, I'm totally willing to make that choice. I just think that it's one of those games where I feel like the mechanics, the visuals, the music... I personally really like the story. Um, I feel like every element made me really invested in that game to the point where it was one of the games this year that I played the most. And it was the game that I would stay up late in the night to because I just had to finish a boss fight or that I just had to hear more of the story. So I think it was one of the most, it was just one of the most exciting games for me in terms of just, being the complete package of stuff I like. So I, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, hold on just one second. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Are you pulling in a random game that none of us will see coming? Uh, no. Uh, my game by mom three. Honey. Why the fuck does Hanit talk that way? Oh my god, it's the worst. It's the most obnoxious <laughs> thing. I well, okay. That is, that, that is kind of the worst, but that's like still, I, I, I'm I'm glad it's just Honey, and I feel like yeah. Honey, uh, I, I love her in general, so I'm like, okay, I can get by the fact that your dialogue is... So for me, I think I'm the only other person who played a significant amount of that game. I played... Sam? I completed... Did Okay, I don't know how much he played. I completed four of the eight main stories. I played a lot less than that, but I played like 20 hours, I want to say. Okay. Um, And like the combat is good, but also like I can get that combat in other games. Um, And I I just, I kind of talked about this best story a little bit, but we caught it pretty quick was I just felt like everything was very disjointed. Like even like the individual character stories from town to town. I just, I missed not having the, like moments in between those stories. And then the characters, even though you're traveling in this party, you might as well be alone aside from combat, even though 
you you know, you spend hours and hours with these characters journeying from town to town and going through these personal moments with all these people. And you, well, you'll get like a few, you get a few optional dialogue things, but it never really elaborates on that. And it's like, there, there are games that do that kind of stuff so much better where you've got your party with you and then like, oh, you're going to have like this, you're going to get this, maybe a game like that relates to Alex's jacket that he's putting on, depending on the Oh no, he's filibustering us. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda coming back. No, depending on the characters in your party, you get different dialogue and they'll, you know, they'll comment on specific things. But there are moments in Octopath where it just acts like you don't have anyone in your party even though you do, I, there's, I think it's in one of the thief storylines or it might be, it, or is it the, uh, the scholar? Uh, I don't remember which one, but you end up like in a pit and it just treats it like you're totally alone and there's no one with you. And that like was really jarring and obnoxious. Cause it's, why do I have all these eight? Why do I have these eight characters together? And why should I care about any of them? If they're not going to, to like build a story together and like actually feel like a cohesive unit outside of, oh, I, well, I put them together because their combat moves work well. See, I really didn't mind that because I feel like it allowed the story to be really focused on character growth and about the character story versus kind of an overarching plot. And I feel like they just, they consciously made that decision of, okay, we want the story to be so solely about Primrose's journey or solely about Cyrus's journey. So therefore we're going to write it regardless of who's in the party. And I think that that definitely comes to a detriment, mostly because I do think that having more of those interactions would be really good um, because the interactions that do exist are really fun. Um, those, the, the optional dialogues are really, really great. Um, but I think that uh, the f uh, conscious choice to focus on individual story was, I think, an interesting one and one that I personally appreciated. And I just think that all the elements other than that work really, really well. Because, I mean, yeah, you can have uh, turn-based uh, combat in other games, but doesn't have necessarily the same boost mechanic. Um, the weaknesses thing is, yeah, you can find it in something like Persona, but it, I think all of the things combined really allow for an element of strategy and an element of kind of personalizing what you want to do that... I don't know if I have seen in many other JRPG. Yeah, I, I think the combat is default. Ah, uh, so I finished. She has a lot of DNA with Bravely Default, and I think Bravely Default's a much, much better game. I will say I that I think that was part of my. I played. I haven't finished either of those games. I played about eight hours of each of them, and I personally like Bravely Default more. Um, but my hang up with Octopath was kind of Andre's and why I fell off was like, I was really hoping that each of those characters was going to start to like talk to each other as I started to move around between towns and stuff. And it bothered me that they didn't. However, I can also see an argument for Octopath has eight short stories that are all really good. So I think that kind of storytelling is interesting and I like it. So like, I'm not saying I think we should just chunk it. I do think that we're going to have to pick. Well, that's not fair. I shouldn't we're say gonna that. We're going to have to cut something. Well, have we have to, to cut, cut something. something. Yeah. We have to cut something for sure. Yeah. yeah. For like, and on this list for me, the one for out of games I can speak to, 
like Octopath is the one I would cut like easily, easily for me. Like, and I, you know, there are parts of that game I like, but I like on a top 10, I don't think it, for me, it doesn't hang at all. The problem for me is that I would probably, I see to personally, it would be about as easy to cut Octopath as it would be to cut Monster Hunter and Dragon Ball. But I know that you're super passionate about Dragon Ball in a way that Allison is super passionate about Octopath. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we're kind of at that point, <laughs> I guess. Right. Uh, and I, the only reason I feel comfortable saying that is because I've spent, I spent a lot of time and I saw a lot of that game and then I was just like, I, you know what? I don't care anymore. I played the stories. I felt compelled to finish and I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. And then I I like, okay, it's over. I mean, I did start Octopath and played it for several hours and then yeah. it kind of fell off. So, um, yeah, but to the same point, I, I, I felt kind of the same way about Monster Hunter where I liked what I played, but I didn't really feel compelled to play all that much of it. So you can make your cat look like a little prince. It's true. Or a ladybird. Or a ladyborg or berg. A ladyborg. Like seven of nine. Ladyborg. Ladyborg. Is Jerry Ryan in that game? Would it be would it be worth doing a round of votes to vote for things that we would cut? Sure. That seem too mean? <laughs> uh, I mean uh, we cut I don't know. But I there's a lot of games I feel like I can't really speak to. Like I know that you're really passionate about Battletech, but I've I haven't really seen much of it, so I I have well, no idea. Yeah. I mean, is there any games that anyone is passionately against? I don't like Spider-Man, but I'm not getting it off this list. So, <laughs> Because, like, I don't like you Celeste, not. I'm not getting it off this list yeah, either. Yeah, like... It's fair to argue yeah. that it deserves to be included. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know that Alex doesn't like what we're The only yeah. way I... The only game I feel about that way about that I can speak to is Octopath. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah, save I mean, my fight more for like trying to get the games I do like higher than Spider-Man, but like, I don't want to get it off the list. I think we can cut forgotten. Anne. <laughs> that, okay. That poor, dar- uh, that Alex, poor darling, that. that poor darling baby. Who's been, who's been, who's been beaten well, at every corner. Well, like, does Forgotten oh, okay. Anne does it play better than missing? Pardon? Pardon, Allison? Does Forgotten Anne play better Alex, where is Forgotten Anne on your uh, top ten? Six. I think okay. it's if you story. Cut Forgotten Anne, I can cut Octopath. Yeah, because like oh, it's be its story is extremely good. Its characters are extremely good. The music and art and everything are extremely good, but it kind of plays terribly. <laughs> so like that's like my conceit with it is like it, like. This is best game. Yeah, like I can't just like it kind of like here. Let me put it in a way that I think everyone here can understand. It kind of plays like Little Big Planet, mm. <laughs> like in terms oh, in terms of the feel. Oh, so what I'm hearing is we need to game. cut the missing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. But like forgotten, I, mean, I forgot. I was 100 percent suggesting we cut the missing. No, so, I don't. No, no the after the conversation we had in story, I don't think we. Could. Yeah, 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 yeah but it won best story, and they the game no, best story. No, it didn't. Yakuza won. Yakuza won best story. Oh, <laughs> best story. I. That's why I think it's, we should keep it. Here, I think actually. it's uh, really it's number two with the bullet and best story, but we didn't order yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, we can still. we can toss forgotten man. Like it's really strong, but <laughs> I'll I'll let you do the honors. Yeah, fine, you can do it. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks. 
You're welcome. <laughs> Taking so much from you. I'm sorry. Over All right. and over. 13 games. I need to cut three. Octopath is going. Octopath. Uh, I oh, can yeah. cut it, but I'm going to fight really, really hard for my top two, which are Spider-Man and Celeste. I'm fine with that. I mean, if you're willing to cut Octopath, I will not try to argue to get Celeste off this list. There's no world in which I wanted to make you choose between those two games, but we were getting to the point where it was going to have to start mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I know that I'm the only one who really feels passionately about it. So, I, I think the thing with Octopath versus a lot of other games is that several of us played like a good chunk of it and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. at least thought it was well, okay. I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but I would say that I spent my time other places. But it's fine. We don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that we have to... Yeah, drag so, it around either. I think we have to cut two. Yeah, I no, we have to cut. Yeah, we have to cut two. Sorry. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Tetris Effect. I, yeah. for me, it's I'd Tetris agree. Effect and Monster Hunter. Sadly, but I definitely don't think Monster Hunter should go. Oh, Tetris Effect okay. is so good. About <laughs> I think it's effect, it Tetris. I, yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, I would sooner cut Florence and Monster Hunter, but that's me. Oh no! And I. <laughs> oh no! Well, you didn't get you didn't get into the late game content where you have the conversations with the monsters. I don't care. There's nothing that Monster Hunter could do that would make it cut. It cut. Have Florence cut over it. Turns into a dating sim with the monster. Oh, you go on a date with an Andrew now? Okay, listen. That would actually make me. But it really. <laughs> okay. Um, Tetris Effect, goodbye. We love you. Uh, you were featured heavily in Best Music. You're a real cool game. Okay, so we're down to 11. I, I'm, can't not, just keep I'm sorry, it Alex. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm just counting how many of my games have been cut. Aww. One, two, Alex. three, four, five, six. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's nothing left. Nothing <laughs> remains of Alex's list. It's, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, literally numbers five to ten are all gone. <laughs> so we need what two more off this list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And we need one more off this list. Yep. So okay, currently as it stands, Battletech, Celeste, Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Quest Eleven, Florence, God of War, Monster Hunter World, Return of the Obra Din, Spider Man, The Missing, Yakuza Six. Okay. What if we does anyone cut Yakuza's? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> does anyone have strong feelings against any of these games? Um, not enough to cut it. I mean, um, yes, but I agreed. Yes. I don't think really. Like, I, I don't. It's not really a strong feeling, but from what I've played of Dragon Quest, I don't think it's really worth it. But okay. Uh, um, Sam. Oh. People have said that the missing is bad to play, and this is best game. That's I've, I've missed an argument. The missing I don't is know why a game that doesn't play very well is in this list. The missing is my number one game. Best story. Yeah, the but miss- so like, I, I didn't yeah. have any issues playing it honestly. Yeah. But like, I also you have a high tolerance for bullshit. 
I do. I do. Yeah. I will admit that I do have a high tolerance and for I bullshit. I think part but... of it is is the kinds of bullshit that you're okay with. Like mm-hmm. I again, I'm not arguing to cut it, but like I think Celeste is bad to play. It made me angry mm-hmm. and uncomfortable and unhappy. To it's play. not bad to play. It's just really difficult. Oh, no, I'm no, sure but 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 for bad. me personally, what I'm saying is that the the thing Celeste does frustrates me in in a similar way to what the missing does to Andre. I'm not saying that they're the same thing because I think that the missing has objective issues and flaws with its design, whereas Celeste's are wholly subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying for the purposes of building our list, I don't think it's fair because Andre said it plays like, I don't know. I see where you're coming from Sam, but like, I, I think, I think the missing should be on this list because I think as a game, it worked like all the parts work together. Yeah, you know, like the controls are fucking terrible and it's not fun to play. So what it's doing as a cohesive game, like all the pieces together, I think work together to tell a great story and like be a not fun thing, but be a thing that works. It's and effect, works well. It's, it's a really affecting game. And yeah. Also, like, I, fe- I feel like it's very different from uh, Andre. Did you play it? Uh, keyboard mouse? Yes, I did. Because okay, like, it, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's fair to say like, oh, it's completely uh, I, I, to say, oh, well, since you played it on this control scheme, that matters differently. But I, I do think I that think it's 100 percent valid to say they made a shit control scheme. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And and if that is the totally what, way they want to put that game forward, then they fucked up. <laughs> I think that's totally valid, but I, I I do have to say that playing it with um, on my Switch was I, I didn't run into those issues. That well, their, their Steam page should have said, "Hey, <laughs> buy it on the Switch instead." I would have I would say that that I, as someone who also played on the Switch, fall somewhere between you, Allison, and you, Andre. I thought it was tedious and frustrating to play, but I did not think it was so tedious and frustrating that's where you should go to prison. So <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. Let me, let me share my Steam library with you. And, and you either way, I think I, th- I don't think we should cut it. So I don't think we need to. Yeah. B- b- bother yes, with it right I am now. not. I am not cutting my number one game of the year. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that right now this is between Monster Hunter, Dragon Quest, and BattleTech, probably. I'd say that's probably accurate. <laughs> and Dragon because Ball. I, well, um, you do not want to. No, play. and Dragon Ball. Actually, no, no, and Dragon Ball because because Dragon Quest and Dragon Ball represent to you to you guys what BattleTech represents to me. I think so. Like, Maybe. I I think it's fair to consider those games equally, and I would kind of say the same thing about Monster Hunter too. But um, I think those are all fine video games. But I don't know. I'll okay. fight harder for Florence than BattleTech. Um, I don't know. I haven't really said much about my games or you know no, 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 games dragon, ball. dragon ball uh dragon ball is i you know i talked about how like the visuals and stuff uh really capture like the feel of the show um and like you know the artwork and stuff all that works together and that also is inf- or affected by how that game plays it's so quick and fast um, but easy to play. So you can feel like you're doing cool shit right out of the gate, partially because of the auto combos. But then even from there, learning how to like combo into other things is like easy enough. You know, you do have to go to YouTube or whatever to like learn like more advanced stuff because the game's tutorial kind of just teaches you the bare basics. And then you can go from there. 
Uh, and as a person who likes fighting games, like I like Mortal Kombat, I like Injustice, but I never get deep into them because as soon as I go online, I'm just going to get worked by whoever is, you know, the people who have been playing for a really long time and know what they're doing. Sure. But um, those games always feel a little slow to me. Like, I just, I can't keep, like, I can't do things as fast as I want or I think I should be able to because there's so much, like animation priority is like a big thing with those games whereas while you have to go through like your animations and stuff in dragon ball it moves so quick which helps it feel like the tv show uh because everyone's just like constantly jumping all over the place and throwing fireballs and like moves are clashing as like you do both do like a beam attack and then those collide in the middle of the screen and explode or you both punch at each other and then your like fists have to stop and then you like go into a rock paper scissors thing (laughs) it looks so fucking cool let me it feels like you're part of like and actually having like a dragon ball fight yes pat let me say let me ask this so sam has gone on record and said that he thinks dragon quest 11 is the best jr best modern jrpg Mm -hmm. i would go on record and say BattleTech is the best modern tactics game would you say that's the case for dragon ball that's the modern fighting game that is my opinion uh yeah of course yeah people are gonna like for my money it is uh okay like, I just want to, yeah, for how I complex think, it could be and how complex yeah. anime fighters tend to be, the fact that it's so accessible and like anyone can pick it up and like do cool looking shit is like a huge benefit to it. I got and, that impression from you, but I just wanted to make sure yeah, that yeah, yeah, felt that strongly about it before. Yes. Like, so, and even with like the tag system, um, which like I've never touched like a Marvel versus Capcom game, like incredibly quickly, I was able to pick up like, oh, okay, this is how I do this. And like I tag in these people. And every character in the game feels unique. There are like three three actual Gokus. There's Goku Black, but I'm not counting him. There are three Gokus in that game. All of them feel unique and different and have okay. their own thing going on. Much, sure. you know, and that's not even including every other character in that game who all feels so who, unique and different. Who all is passionate about Monster Hunter being on this list? Like I, I would like it on this list. I don't know that I'm passionate. Like if I have to pick my children, it's yeah. Dragon Ball. Well, I'm not really asking you. Yeah. I kind of yeah. figured you would. Is anybody else passionate about Monster Hunter. I think he really wants it on the list. Sam, it's better than so many games on this list. I mean, I feel that way about games. Got me to like that kind of game, like the animation priority style combat. (laughs) I hate Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, but this game I played like fifty hours of. I don't like, you know. It's like I don't know it. It might just be because it's my first true hit of that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like reading your enemies and knowing when they're injured and yeah. learning their weaknesses. It's a uh, phenomenal game. Like it was like on my every, top 10 for a long time. It feels like every single weapon is a, a different game yeah. entirely. Like there's not many developers out there who aren't just putting out like a 70 hour cooperative online MMO almost, but are also glory days of monster hunter when there were four other companies making clones of it. (laughs) I mean, people are still doing that shit. They're just not as good as monster hunter. Uh, The thing that keeps monster hunter from being like super high on my list and maybe making this list or me wanting to fight for it so hard is because I wanted more out of it. I wanted, because like coming from like previous games like Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, 
there were so many more monsters and more environments. And that was like the expanded version of like four. So, you know, maybe that's not a fair for the initial release, but it would have been nice to see them. So like we're doing the console version. We're going to come out the gate with like as much stuff as we possibly can with a name like ultimate, you would hope they would, or no, it's world. Why am I thinking it's ultimate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So monster hunter world, uh, I was hoping there would be more content in it. And it's not to say it's like content. There's like a dearth of content or anything. There's a lot of stuff in there, but I would have, I wanted to see more stuff. And so I'm really excited for Iceborne next year when they finally get that. But I can see it going because I was disappointed that it didn't have more, which is a ridiculous thing to say. My frustration with it was, it's not that I didn't think there was enough. I just felt like there was so much. And I've played several of these games, never to the master hunter degree but this is definitely not my first time to this rodeo and and i played some of the clones too i felt like there was so much extra stuff that at first seemed so cool and then after 25 hours i was like i don't fucking want to go and get honey i don't want to do it's succumb to the same stuff that old monster hunter games always succumb to for me it's like i I don't want to do this stuff alleviated a lot of that with like the uh there's like a farm. So you just like put the honey in the farm yeah. and then come back from a mission. Well, that's like just an example. I it just like yeah. those boss fights suck. The big, huge, like the big gigantic Whoa. monsters. I think they are not fun. They're visually impressive, but I don't think they're very fun. Um, like and, the, uh, Zora Ragnaros yeah. or whatever. Okay. And yeah. Zora, I think yeah. Magdaros. Yeah. I think so much of that game is chaff that they could have edited out. And then they could have added more of the good stuff, like what you're saying with there being more monsters to fight. Um, And that was ultimately what was frustrating. That's why I've been talking so much about Dauntless, because while Dauntless has probably even less monsters than Monster Hunter World, what I love about it is that you like hit play and then you're fighting a monster. And you're not hunting the monster then, are you? You're just (laughs) fighting the monster. (laughs) Right. But I guess what I'm saying is that after 25 to 30 hours of hunting the monster, it started to feel tedious. Yeah. If you don't like that loop, then sure. Yeah, whereas the combat is what's so good about that game. So I would prefer to cut uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Quest, or um, I could even see an argument for Spider-Man over it, but I don't think those games are going anywhere based on how passionate people are about them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm looking and I'm, I, I feel like Dragon, Dragon Ball doesn't hang here you're out of your mind i'll fight for it too okay no okay so i've been teasing this for maybe two weeks now or a week i don't don't even remember a vote against dragon ball fighters a vote against dragon ball fighters is a vote against sonic fox oh dragon ball fighter (laughs) we no no it's just a guilt trip sonic fox no no (laughs) <laughs> all right taking the stream down see everybody uh give me a second okay bye thanks for watching <laughs> sonic fox is a goddamn national hero he's a cool dude anyone on this podcast <laughs> That's fair. His acceptance He's cooler than, was so If good. we want to replace, like, Sonic Fox is cooler than, like, eight games on this list. Yeah. 
Do we want to? I, I do we? That. Do we want to replace one of these games with the Joker reveal from the Game Awards? <laughs> no, we do not. I thought you were going to say we've really got the missing on here. We don't need other things that aren't video games. <laughs> what? Wow, that doesn't even make sense. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. 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 The missing is a video game. If you want to make that it's joke, twenty minutes about past phones. two. Leave me alone. <laughs> it is very late for Sam. Um. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What are you doing? Like, if we're going to sit here for another hour and argue about these four games then i can cut battletech because no one else wants to go down that path with me but i think that cutting battletech and keeping dragon ball fighters dragon quest Mon- and monster hunter is ridiculous but like right. i just don't see dragon ball fighters in that group that you're saying every time you like list those like the ones that we should i'm saying we're gonna cut one of these it's like you say dragon ball fighters and every time i'm like what are you talking you about and I are the only people who care one iota about <laughs> dragon ball fighters being on screen, is what i'm saying like that's that's what i'm getting but at it's here. so good <laughs> BattleTech is the best tactics game in the last 10 years Erica. like I, I don't know how else to frame it like i would Easy love to see there are no games. good tactics games <laughs> what, is, what are you talking about anyway like again like i've kind of made my opinions clear on other games that i would remove from this list before uh I would be happier with keeping Dragon Ball if we were willing to cut some other stuff that's on here. But like Oberdin? No, like the last, <laughs> but we're not gonna do that. Uh, I, so you're I, the I, only person that doesn't like Oberdin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person that doesn't like Celeste. Well technically Sam didn't but I, I don't like Celeste at all either. I, I, I can give up Monster Hunter World, but Sam wants to hold on to it. Uh I just like yeah. Like I, I can see where he's coming from. Like I don't, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it. But Sam, I'm kind of fighting for you to be able to keep Dragon Quest because you care so deeply about it. So I don't know. I'm sort of trying to do this in a way. Dragon that, Quest is a lot higher up my list than Monster Hunter, but I feel like Monster Hunter is maybe more important. I don't know because, I mean, like I said. It got me into an entire genre of games. Okay, Dragon so Quest Eleven is just my favorite one th- of my favorite genre for the last a, five or six years. I mean, as a group list, I, like as a group list, Dragon Quest and BattleTech don't necessarily hang. Sure. As a group list, I am I mean, yeah. interested. I am more interested in playing BattleTech than I am Dragon Quest Eleven. And I'll, here's the thing I'll say about Dragon Quest. I, I can give it up. Yeah, sure. But, give, give and the it, reason I would give, give it up, the reason I give it up is because Allison actively disliked it. And I mean, like, I didn't actively dislike it. I just thought it was like I played it and it was fine. Like, I'm interested in playing more of it, but it's not something where I was like blown away and I played quite a bit of it. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Sure. I think when it comes to Switch and you all play it, there will be a discussion where Sam was right comes up a lot. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to buy it on Switch because I have it on PlayStation 4. Well, I, I think Pat and I said they wanted it on Switch. Yeah, me too. I, that that would maybe get me to play it. That's, uh, that's fine. Also, it's out on Switch in like February. If okay. we plan next year to have more time for awards over two weekends, we can do a Biggest Mistake Award. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll be up for that. And maybe uh, Octopath Traveler. I mean, Akira Toriyama is represented no. on this list, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that in the same way that I still think that Monster Hunter should be the one to go because I think in the same way that what you're saying is true on, or uh, who was it that said that? Allison, yeah, maybe, who said Battletech and list? Dragon Quest are the yeah. two non-group things. But I would say that the only reason that Dragon Ball Fighters is there is because 
Erica also likes it. And the only reason Monster Hunter is there is because Sam also likes it. So it's not like as a group, we all love Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter on this list. You liked Monster Hunter, did you not? I did, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like, like you were the, like when I say as a group list, I mean, Sam is really the only one who played and liked and like kept going with. And like you were the only one who played Battletech. Like I want to play Battletech. No, I get what you're saying. I just think it's the reason I keep mentioning Monster Hunter and Dragon Ball in that group too is that I think that yes, that's true, but only barely in terms of who wants what on this list. I mean, it's not my fault you're all Philistines and don't appreciate good fighting games. (laughs) I mean, if we're being super honest, I feel not totally dissimilar between Dragon Ball and Celeste and that I don't like fighting games, just like I don't like platformers. So neither of them are that fun for me to play, but I do super like fighting games and I don't super like Dragon Ball, but I did you ever touch, you said you weren't going to play the people it, in this game like it. Anyway, it sounds like we got to cutting Dragon Quest. That was that's where it sounded like we made it to. I will allow it, but I I, I you know, I don't feel great about it. There, I think there, are, other, there are other fights to have. Entire genre for me. Okay. Yeah, I do intend to play it, but okay. Okay. okay I'm going to delete all the votes so we can start flash. We have narrowed oh. it down to a ten, two ten. Uh, if we just want to flip it, I'm fine with leaving it the way it is. <laughs> that's huh. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> me too. That is, that is unequivocally I'm, I'm, wrong. Something. I'm kidding. I don't believe that. Okay, let's let read the list for our um, for our audio in, listeners in alphabetical order. I'm going to urinate yes. while you do that. Good luck. BattleTech, Celeste, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Florence. Kratos and Atreus go to the store. <laughs> uh, I want to play a Atreus song, but we're going to get <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Return of the Obra Dinn, Spider-Man, The Missing, and Yakuza 6. I want to nominate immediately that we move Battletech to number 10, given the conversation we just had. Sure. I can... I can see that happening. How do we want to? How do we super fair. physically want to organize that in the list? I think. Uh, I think actually we should do it the way it is now, where two is ten, because that seems that makes more sense in my brain, even though there's numbers next to it. So just move all these down, and then eventually start moving them yes. up. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, I am okay with BattleTech at number do, ten. With again, with just how. By its teeth, it got in. Is Dragon Ball in the bottom five or in the top five? Or Monster I Hunter, I guess. I feel like the same way about like the way that we were talking about Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter. I feel like those are both bottom five just by virtue of the fact that. Right. Yeah. Like on a, on a group list, I mean. I can yeah, yeah, see yeah. Monster Hunter right there. Right, I'm going to. I can, I can, I can, I can see live that with that. All these motherfuckers but, down here. Like, I mean, on my personal list, it's a little bit higher, but not much. I I like Monster Hunter more than Dragon Ball, but I also am willing to. That's just you know you Oops. don't like a genre, so you don't care for the game, and that's you know that's fine. But also, I don't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I I think it's fine to put Monster Hunter at number nine. Hmm. Hmm. 
personally, mm-hmm. we're getting into the territory that things like um, Spider-Man are at in my list, but I know that Allison's passionate about that. Uh, Number one. <laughs> oh Good luck. Return oh of the Obra Din. I mean, that's my favorite game of 2018. Yeah. So I think it would suck yeah. to put it at number. Should we do some eight, sort like eight. some kind of voting of like what do we necessarily want in our top five now? I mean, I think everyone should tag their number one game of 2018 right now. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I that's think fine. Doesn't inform that doesn't mean that that's what's going to be the top six, but sure. right. But it informs where we are passionate. <laughs> wow, <laughs> is it actually? Well, <laughs> we have a varied list. Wait, is that actually the case, Andre? Is it your number yes, one? Yes, oh, absolutely. Fuck, really? <laughs> I didn't yes. know that. That is the game I've had the most fun playing all year. Oh, Jesus. I've reordered wow. my own list so many times in like the last half an hour alone. <laughs> like, oh, and God. it's pre- it's in my top five. Dragon, Dragon Ball? Ball as well. It's yeah. real fucking like good. I don't like fighting games. I don't play fighting games. <sighs> I don't care about Dragon Ball at all. And I love that game. What do you do when you boot that game up other than get your ass kicked on the internet? (laughs) I play against my husband who is only marginally better than I am at it. Okay, that sounds like a much better environment to have. Andre? Uh, I I do arcade mode a lot. I've played with like a friend of the podcast, Chris Edgerton. I did like Mm -hmm. a community tournament, which was fun, um, with just like some random internet people from like a giant bomb group. Uh, so yeah, I, I've like, and I've played online, like it, like when it yeah, first yeah. came out, I was able to like hold my own a little bit, uh, and you know, have a good time. But uh, as time's gone on and I spent less time playing it, I've just, I've strayed away from the online because uh, I should, I'm going to get worked. I should note that we actually have one note from one Chris Edgerton, which can inform our, uh, our, our, our discussions here. And I quote, Spider-Man was the most accessible game in decades. And if it doesn't hit top five, I will run you all over. <laughs> I agree, Chris. I agree. Um, uh, that's not my opinion. That's all, Chris. The the thing about Dragon Balls that I have misgivings about it being in the top five is I heard the single player is real boring, and that like I don't I don't know. That seems like a chunk of that game that isn't great. But I also understand that that's not the point of the genre either. I don't know. Mm. I, I'm not saying it has to be number one on this list. It should. <laughs> it's I mean, I think Oberdin should. I mean, I, there's oh a there's God. a game I think that is maybe for me stand out of out of. We said pick our number one, like our personal number one. There is a game on here that I think definitely is closer to far closer to number one than Dragon Ball Fighters. But and does that's it my have two games? Does it have Kiryu in it? Uh yes it does. My number two game as well. And like I would feel good about that going higher, but we're not we can't there yet. Game, just so you know. What if we have Celeste eight and Florence at seven? Mm. I can live with that. Mm. That's pretty. Low I put Celeste. I I pretty low for Florence. for Celeste. That's super low for Florence. Yeah, so, and Florence too. Honestly, that was I really. That's like why it. I'm willing to make that concession because I think uh, that that's a perfect spot for Celeste and way too low for Florence. Celeste, and I think that Celeste is my number two. So Celeste I is my number her. my number two as well. My <laughs> number three. I think. But, so, but I ordered my list again. <laughs> I think though, an important thing though to think about here is is what games are actually games. 
Well, no, <laughs> it's that like Andre just delivered a passionate speech about Dragon Ball and Erica feels very strongly about it. And I understand that maybe more people feel strong about Celeste, but like, I don't like Dragon Ball because I don't like fighting games. I don't like Celeste because I don't like platformers. Yeah. So like, I think those two kinds of that's, we're getting into like personal distaste because they're very much genre games in their genre. Mm. So like, I do think we should kind of consider that when we order this. I don't, as shitty as it sounds, I don't know that, well, I think it's good to have everyone's number one game up there. Like, I don't know that that guarantees it as top six spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it does for me. I think <laughs> Celeste, Florence. I'm, I'm, Celeste and Florence this, are great eights and sevens. This is a curiosity for me, and I think it's a conversation I'd like to have. Where does Oberdin rest on everyone's lists? Like, I know it's one, number one for you, Pat. That's obvious. Yeah. But It's number uh, two for me. It is not, it's number six for me. It is number seven? Seven. Number three with a bullet. Okay. That's interesting. Like, it's not, I, my, it's not it on my was, list, obviously. It, but It's yeah. close to being number two. Like, I think that inches. I would I think, see that at like a six or five, maybe. Which is interesting because it's so high on most of your lists. Like oh, I, I, think, I, I should say, like, but f- I've been, I, I've held off my opinion on Oberdin since we talked about it on the podcast, and like, yeah, I yeah. would say I actively hated it. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I think I want to hear why, but I think you should keep in mind, you and I are like Celeste and Oberdin. Yeah, and like, I like that's the thing. I I told Erica almost within a day that I hated it. So like, it's <laughs> definitely not like a oh because he's pooping on Celeste, I'm pooping on no, him. No, I know. Like, yeah. no, I don't think that's true. I don't think <laughs> like, that at all. For me, I had a lot of expectations going into it, I guess. Like, I, yeah, on paper, it's something I really should have loved because I love Papers, Please. I'm into puzzle games like Sudoku. I consider The Witness to be, like, one of the most well-designed games ever. I love the old IBM Sherlock Holmes games, and, like, I love creative storytelling, which that game has. But in practice and actually playing it, I found it to be the video game equivalent of just pure busy work. Like, I don't know if you guys played the double fine uh, game, the cave, like the one that Ron Gilbert did. And like, you look at a puzzle and you can see where you have to start and you can see the solution. And then you see all the steps in between and just the act of getting from a to B to C is just such a chore. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going through the motions. I know what I have to do. So like by the time I was over halfway through, I, basically forced myself to finish it. Like I, I think where you guys had the massive realizations of like, Oh, well, minor spoiler for Oberdin, but like the, the hammocks, the, the relevance of the hammocks. Like I found that within like 10 seconds and I was like, Oh, that's, Oh, does it line up with the benefit? Oh yeah. So it does. And like, I literally never got that until Pat talks about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like for me, it just, it didn't hit at all to the point where I actually found it actively, like I actively disliked it. So like you didn't feel anything at all during any of the parts where, I don't know, like one of like, whichever the first one was that you had to infer really aggressively in order to get something. You were like, Oh wow. That's uh, you know, well, at least I was like, Oh wow. That's such a good way to like hint that this person is this person. Like for me, it was like my, my, my one that stands out for that is, uh, out of the two women that aren't, uh, one of the Formosan royalty and one, and not the captain's wife, like the other two trying to figure out who was who. The ones that were dancing. Yeah. Yeah, There was like one had like a, 
spoiler uh one of (laughs) a wedding ring on Mm -hmm. and on like the manifest there was one that was labeled as like miss so you know it's not her she's the other one and so like when i first like saw that and that clicked with me i'm like oh that's what kind of game this is okay and i was like here for the rest of it yeah requires you to be so observational and that's definitely why but at the same time though i i appreciate that but at the same time i felt like a lot of the time like even when I was asking for hints, and it's like, oh, you should probably just guess at this point. And I wish that there were ways where you didn't have to go. Well, okay. you don't have to. I could have given you the answer and told you how it fits. Like I well, could. Right, but if this guy's socks match. Like, yeah, but that kind of person. Okay, away. this guy's. But, all right, right was, but there are a couple of times where oh, this this person speaks Chinese, and so it's probably one of the Chinese people. Let's kind of brute force enter the people who are Chinese in there. I didn't really brute force anything in that game, so I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I ended up doing that, but there, you don't have to brute force anything. Yeah. Everything does have an explanation. Um, but so, also I played I with another know. person and we kind of used our brains together. And so. it might be, Alex, that you're too smart for Oberdin. I don't no, know. No, no, definitely I'm not, not that. I'm, I'm not picking on you. I don't say that with any amount of like, um, like I, I, I mean that in a super nice way that you're an incredibly intelligent person and it could be that your brain is very good at that very specific set of problems. And that because of that, that's ultimately why, like there's someone out there who thought Celeste was boring and too easy, you know, like it could be that, 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 that Oberdin is that game for you. Um, and I think that that's valid on a personal level. I just don't think it's fair on a list building level. Yeah. And I'm not going to fight hard against it. Yeah, no, I like, don't get that impression. Like, if you want that, if all of you who have it on your list want it at number three, go for it. Like, I'm just gonna air my grievances and say, yeah, I didn't, I did not enjoy I my also, time with it. <laughs> I will say, and I'm not accusing you of this because I think that obviously you have an ability to critically examine your thought process around games, but you've also indicated that it like gave you a headache at times, and that you don't like stories with like sea monsters and oh yeah, and like. It's cosmic horror-y stuff in it either. So I think it that feels that like multiple parts inspired against you enjoying this game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. In much the same way that Celeste did that for me. So that's kind of why I point yeah. those out as But great. that's why I'm also not going to aggressively fight against it. Like I'm not going to be I'm not going to be pushing super hard against it. I just you know, that was a very not for me game. <laughs> So in during this conversation, some, somebody has moved around some col- some rows. <laughs> I see a very <laughs> shit eating grin on one shirtless go. Andre. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying we could walk away right now. I, I think, think if we swap over dinner. I think if we swap over dinner in the missing, we could walk away right now. But I know that that's probably Ooh, not. I think Spider Man is too high. It's way too high. No, mm. I was trying to give some concessions to Allison. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it's not that. Hard I already gave some concessions, so I feel like <laughs> Celeste and Spider Man are my two that I want to push. Like, I would much rather see Celeste higher than Spider Man. I think if you're talking about Celeste outside of just the story and narrative aspects, and like Pat, I know you don't like platformers, but in terms of platforming, it's the best that a platformer has been since super meat boy in terms yeah, of and feel I, and like just incredibly, have, sorry. Oh, I was just, I was just going to say uh, this. I, yeah, in terms of incredibly well-designed stages that have been like planned and like it, and there's actually multiple paths you can take in each stage. Like it's well, so, but really unique in that way. So you would say, and I asked this question for both of you. Um, <laughs> you would say that, that 
like fantastic platforming design means one very specific set of inputs that you have to input perfectly in time. No, that's good because that's what so many of those levels of Celeste. So those not, not the stages overall, but like the individual screens of Celeste. Not really. because there's, they were very specifically designed so that you can do it multiple ways. Mm -hmm. Like if you, I watched, um, the SGDQ or it was either AGDQ, no, it was SGDQ um, of Celeste and they specifically designed it. So it's like, well, you could do it this way or you could do it this way. This way might like, and then they tried to like, if you're speed running it, you kind of have to. I would appreciate sending me that video because not that I'm disagreeing with you. Just that was my frustration with Celeste is I felt very much that it was like, I need to do, all right, so I need to jump to this platform and then jump to this platform and then jump over this thing and then I get off the screen. Yeah. And it's like, I jumped off the, okay, I got that first input super right. Now I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to get that second input chain correct. Now I'm going to well, spend I another feel- 20 minutes trying to get that third input chain correct. And it was very frustrating. I feel like that's more true of like maybe like the B and C side stuff than like the regular levels. I mean, I... I'm not positive, but I had never felt like I was that there was the one I mean, correct way to do the levels. There's, I'm going to draw a diagram so that <laughs> everyone can help me. But like, th- there's another talk I should get or I should send where a GDC talk of the level designer where he actually she talked just, about how they uh, they planned every that level. Actually, might be what I'm thinking of. It yeah. was just a speed running focus. Yeah, but just watch like, it. Yeah has bought run of that game <laughs> that one's nuts but um but yeah, he talks about like how they approach the level design like fractals and when he actually started diagramming it and showing how they actually designed the levels it was actually extremely impressive uh, so like but like this pattern of like platforms appears mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. and i don't understand how there's any other solution to this than jump double jump and then you're done yeah, and like you could also grab a, a, the side. You could also slide okay. down and hit the platform. You yeah, depending I, on what kind of things you could jump are in and there. grab the side, and then yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, like I, I see where you're coming from, Pat. Where like if you're not like super invested in platformers, and like I'm not, I don't play many platformers. So like, I was just you know I was trying shit and seeing what stuck uh, and what got me through the level. So like, I don't think you're wrong in that assessment for, you know, what happened to you. Cause I, and, I, have and I don't mean to suggest I, that that's the case with every single screen by any means, yeah, or yeah. even the majority of that game, the parts that I got hung up on were just the ones where it was like, I feel like there's one it's in particular, it was the boss fights. Cause those boss fights are like, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and I'm going to go and I'm going to go. And I know I'm going to have to do this one part perfectly. That's like two minutes into this run. And then I fuck it up and I have to go back to the beginning again. And it's just, it was just so frustrating and I can understand how that could be fun to people. But I think that that is as hyper specific fun to people as like Dragon Ball might be to when it comes to people who really like fighting games and stuff. Like, I guess I'm just trying to get at, is that, does that mean that it should be higher on this list when it is, you need such a specific set of tastes to really enjoy it? I, I don't know. I, I think you could say. I, don't, I feel like I never really got Massacre games until I liked Celeste. Like it's not something I necessarily, like I played bits of Super Meat Boy. I played bits of other ones, but I really didn't like it as a genre until Celeste. Yeah. And like I beat Super Meat Boy and beat, I want to be the guy. So like, for me, I totally 
appreciate just how well designed all of those are. Yeah. Those, I, those seasides are fucked. <laughs> the, um, the other thing that bothers me about Celeste is that it was touted so heavily for having accessibility options, which I'm super pro and I think is amazing. And it bothers me that um, one of the accessibility options like so much cheapens a mechanical element that actually like has a lot of weight in the story. And I thought that was super frustrating, but if nobody else I, found that frustrating, it's fine. It's just me being too nitpicky and I can accept that. No, I, I think that I'm willing to get rid of that in the service of accessibility. Okay. I just feel like that moment is so important to the story of that game and it doesn't mm -hmm. hit really if you have that unlimited jumps option turn, like you wouldn't even know yep. that that mechanical nope, change occurs. And that's like, oof, I don't know. It's, I think uh, that's. I just, I think the game controls in a way that I hated. It just felt so loose. I didn't feel like I could be precise. And I'm uh, bad at those kinds of games, so that's why. Hmm. But the game didn't help me get better. I'm willing to 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 admit that like I felt the same way, but I I think fully it's because I'm bad at those kinds of games. I also was playing with the analog stick because I don't like playing with a D pad. And, I tried both and didn't like either. Uh, but again, I mean, obviously it's here and it's it should. I'm just I don't know. What I'm getting at is like, do we want to put that game in the in league with like the missing God of War and Yakuza as a group? And if the answer is yes, the answer is yes. Personally, I'd say yes, because it's higher than any of those games for me, but. I, it's hard for me to get to my top five games are all here, so it's hard for me to get too worked up about where it's at. I just want to make sure we're thorough in how we approach it is all. Do we want to talk from the other direction and do we all think there's a game that's like a lock for number one of course <laughs> <laughs> oh no i mean there is one that we all think is a lock for number one but whether we agree or not no no not that's agree. what i'm saying though is like is there is there a is there a game that we have discussed and as a group we feel okay putting at number one like last year we were like it seems like near's number one and everyone one went okay <laughs> and then Alex and I were completely befuddled because we thought we were going to have to fight way harder for that game. <laughs> and if no one wanted to fight you on it and I had to leave, I would have fought you. <laughs> I had to leave because I had made a date to go see Star Wars. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is... That Star Wars, that's important, but... I, I think it's a, it, it is a, a toss-up between Yakuza and God of War. That's how I feel as well. I, I think that's a conversation of one of those two. I don't know if any of the rest is something that all of us could agree on. So I guess that's why I kind of want to, I'm not saying we have to keep it this way, but I, I want to be able to do something like this. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. fine. Are we willing to call those like one and two, but we're not sure which order yet? That's what I'm saying. One yeah. and or two. Yeah. 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 Cause it seems like those games have the most positive feelings from most people. Uh, I would say, and, you know, some people haven't played one or the other, um, but for the most part, <laughs> I, I would say the next most positive might be Oberdin. Uh See, I was willing to say if we can see Oberdin go ahead of Celeste, I would be willing to put Spider-Man at number three and Oberdin oh, at number I'd four. I'd be very happy about that. 
I'm very unhappy about that. <laughs> I, I'd be on. I'd okay, be on okay, Erica. I, I don't know if we need to get into this, but I don't know if we really discussed why you don't yeah, like Spider-Man. Yeah, what's, okay, what's I'm actually I'm looking at my notes that I took while I was playing the game <laughs> for the time that I played it. I have the words "Kingpin fight is bad, but his office is cool" as my first <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> and why does spider-man fight like batman as my second note <laughs> which i mean batman fights like spider-man no uh, i hard disagree <laughs> to me spider-man <laughs> is acrobatic and you know fights I'm like just... that and i feel like batman is more about like just clocking you in the face and why is spider-man doing that <laughs> So, I like that you can be acrobatic, just not pressing the jump button during combat. Yeah, I, I mean, think that he fights. It's like how that. you play it. Like I was barely ever on the ground. Me too. Right. Yeah, I was being all around during the entire game. Like if I was on the ground, that's that's how I knew I was being shit at that fight. Yeah. Like, I, all right. I mean, that's fair. You Maybe get, I was trying to play it options. like that. You get more options further into the game too. That kind of incentivize you to take it to the sky more. But, but like, I just, I didn't. It was so repetitive for me. Like, I felt like all of the fights are the same. Um, the puzzles are bad the, for the oh. surveillance towers and the costumes and like th that lining the those lines up like what are we doing what year is it like this is a 2018 um, game like <laughs> i don't know I enjoyed and then, those puzzles i felt like they made me i don't know when i got one i was like shit i am smart I don't know if I can justify it, but I like the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I also really like the puzzles. Oh god, I was like did, offended. There was by also that. a skip so, option on them. How much did you play, Erica? Out of curiosity, like not a lot, honestly. Like I like less I, than three hours. No, more, more but not yeah. not way more. I would say, like because I don't think the sprites like are all five, the same at more. all. But if you only played a little bit of it, I could see how you didn't get enough like yeah enough it variety take in a while before like the variety yeah the variety of enemies show up yeah and i mean i don't i just think spider-man play fun. around and then start throwing the hard stuff at you i think like the i think the the like the collectibles and stuff like the the pictures and like the backpacks i think that's all bad and like they're just collectibles they're get, yeah. they're just collectibles, but they're like a waste of time. And no, I, I hard disagree. I, Peter Parker yeah, would have been hella arrested for those backpacks a long time ago in New York. Like, <laughs> Spider Man's a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not going to get arrested because he's a cop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that kind of that stuff just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I know that that's been beat to death, but like him and the drug dealers and all of that just it just bothered me. Like, it made me not want to play the game. How did you guys feel when playing? Uh, again, I observed. I didn't play. But playing the um, the Scorpion section, like the, the, the bad trip section. I thought that was one of the weaker parts of the game, personally. I thought it was fine. Not necessarily, like, something I would say is necessarily my favorite section, but I thought it was... Uh, it entertaining from when it happened it, but it was such a short section of like the ps1 or n64 game where you can't yeah. go on the ground you have it is a lot like that you it, have to go between building to building when i was so watching when i was, was watching oops sorry 
Sorry, Sam? I think that's intentional that it's meant to be like the Neversoft Spider-Man game. Maybe. 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 I, get thumbs up from me. Watching it <laughs> was very annoying because it was like, oh, get to the end, and then he's going to collapse every time. It was like, it was the most video game part of that whole thing mm-hmm. that I watched. Yeah. I mean, I, this game is at number eight on my list right now because I just kept playing stuff that I liked more over the course of the year. But I also think that it's a game we did a spoiler cast for. It's a game Allison is super passionate about. <clears throat> like, it's a game that that Alex, you don't like superhero stuff, and you admitted that watching watching it was actually Fine. like better than MCU stuff. <laughs> Sam, it's a game you adored. Um, like, Allison. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm. Just, I don't know if we've ever talked about like what about MJ made you so passionate about her, like as a character. I. It's hard to say. I just think that I really liked how much it really focused on making MJ an active character and how much it focused on her making her own choices separate from Peter. Like she's obviously working to help Peter, but I feel like a lot of this game is MJ saying, no, I'm doing my own thing. You know, we're going to work together, but it's not necessary. Even though I don't have superpowers, I'm still... Oh, you'd feel better if I was at home on my laptop. She gets a lot of agency in the story, which is nice. And like, I I think her characterization was really, really solid too. So it it was, it was very much like she's not the superhero girlfriend. That's not her role, but she's a full fledged character. Hmm. Everyone in that game is a character. Like Otto is a really strong character. Uh, Aunt May is a strong character. Uh, Martin Lee is a strong character. Miles is a strong character. Like, Yuri. it's a good, good ass game. Like, and the entire game made me like really excited for more because I feel like while this game was yeah. a complete story in itself, all the little hints that they give, while not necessarily making it feel like cheated that you're not in it, but like all the hints towards Harry Osborne were really good. I'm really excited about yeah. all the hints towards um, Miles coming into his own as a superhero were really good. So I feel like it did a really great job of um, making its own game and its own story, but then also going like, hey, but there's more that'll come and I just want to play it all. The, yeah. the more that did come, was it good? The DLC? It's more... uh, So far, I've only played the first one and I really liked it. It's. It feels like it's basically Spider-Man comic, like like an additional little small um, arc of the like comics. Like a single issue. So yeah, the, the problem that I have with it, and it makes total sense, and I wouldn't expect them to do it any other way. But nothing that happens at the end of that game really factors in that much, aside from Peter and MJ getting back together. That's the big thing um, that kind of carries over. But like they haven't touched on any of that Harry stuff, like. Uh, yeah. They they don't even I, did they even mention May in the Black Cat DLC? I don't know I feel if like they, they did. Don't even uh, mention her. <laughs> Seems you know, I honestly don't mind mostly because they're planning on that being a big focus of the second game. I kind of I'm I'm fine with the fact that they don't want you to be like, well, you should have played the DLC, otherwise you can't enjoy. No. Yeah, you're right. Game. I guess part of that though was frustrating to me because it was like very much like oh, no, this is a video game-ass video game, which was, like, a little bit... um, That's ultimately why God of War ended up being higher on my list than Spider-Man, I think, because it's so, like, this is God of War. We're... See ya. We're gonna do another one. We're not gonna... And, like, 
because of the way they left threads hanging at the end of Spider-Man and don't even really reference them in the DLC. But they both God of War, they did that too. But with but God with of War, Freya, they did DLC after. Yeah. Like they didn't well, release yeah, the right. DLC to criticize a game. Uh, okay. That's fine. But like, I don't know. I, I, I found that I was very excited about the threads that they left open for Spider-Man. All I can say is that this is where the taste in my mouth on Spider-Man is right now. And I, if I can't use DLC to criticize it, I just won't really, I don't have much more to offer because the DLC definitely disappointed me, I think. Um, and that, that is affecting my feelings on the game as a whole. And I can't really make it not. Yeah. So. And I've, I've, do you remember when Saints Row 3 came out? And that game was real fucking good. Then all of that DLC that game was, was trash. very good game. <laughs> the DLC was trash though. And like that didn't ruin the game for me necessarily. No, that's fine. I mean I that maybe just means I don't what I'm saying isn't really relevant. I'm just saying for myself. I don't know if it replies to anyone else. I, I for me, Spider Man set up like a world that I'm excited to return to. Mm-hmm. Um but I felt like, okay, yep, this is it. Maybe if the DLC is good, I'll go back to it. But I'm more excited about what they do next and improve on for the next game with the open yeah. world and like how they make it different than I'm like, oh man, everything they did in this game was like awesome. So I think, can like, I ask the open a question? World stuff like got yeah. tired. Do it, Erica. About the people who like because I think I'm going to lose this fight on Spider Man and I'm okay with that. But um, like. For the people who played the Arkham games, mm-hmm. what do you like about Spider-Man that you don't like that that you think brings something different to the Arkham games? Like the, like, the I mean, movement the in Arkham is fucking terrible in every <laughs> yeah, Arkham I game. Feel like I, it's terrible. Because like I, I, I love the Arkham games a lot. And the whole time I'm like, why did I buy this? <laughs> like I, why did I buy Spider-Man when I have the Arkham games instead? I don't like uh anything after Arkham Asylum, so I may be the wrong person to ask. I, like, uh, I never finished them, but I played Arkham uh, Asylum in City, and I thought they were f- fine, but I feel like the Spider-Man, I feel like the story is a lot more personal than what I saw of Arkham. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what I didn't but I feel, but I and think- I also feel like the movement is a lot more fluid. And I personal preference prefer the combat, mostly because I personally prefer kind of a quicker combat style to the more heavy but that's more of a personal thing and like and it's like compare like just comparing spider-man to batman like you know depending on which you prefer and like the kind of attitude and style of the stories (laughs) you're going to prefer one over the other because of that i think and maybe you like spider-man more than batman in general but there's a little more mechanically going on in the batman games too where like you're, you know, getting the new gadget, then you're using that that gadget to solve puzzles and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, like in that way, I think the Arkham games are a little bit stronger, like mechanically and being a little more dense that way, and having you solve puzzles. Where Spider-Man is just like, oh, go over to this thing and then use your little spider robots to hack it or whatever, mm-hmm. and then match up the symbols or match up the lines on the thing to and make like, science happen. That's what I'm getting at. Is that yeah. like I feel like Batman did most of what spider-man is doing but better in my opinion in spider-man is better but i like as far as like full gameplay stuff i think 
Batman is a little, like the Arkham games are a little more compelling gameplay wise. I mean, with what they they give you to, with what they give you to do, maybe it doesn't necessarily play as well in some ways, but I think like the options and what it asks you to do and Mm -hmm. the way it gives you like the verbs it gives you to solve the problems are more compelling than, than just necessarily Spider-Man swinging around. Swinging around Spider-Man is awesome. I I was going to say, I didn't realize that Batman could shoot webs from his arms and swing around the city. (laughs) have it be like the most compelling and interesting traversal mechanic in modern video games i don't think it's i mean i think it feels nice but like <laughs> i don't think it feels amazing you're kind of just like I, holding down a button most of the time and hey. it, the game does it for no. you no, no really. you're Erica, you gotta do stuff you gotta do you gotta time your jumps and you gotta like I mean, yeah. the at the right time and stuff yeah I don't know. Erica, I'm going to come over and we're going to play Spider-Man together and I'm going to show you <laughs> how you could make it more fun. I mean, like, also for me, there's, like, there's one character in the Arkham games and it's not even Batman, it's the Joker. Like, the the story in those games is so much weaker than the story in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, there is zero Bruce Wayne. You get nothing of there's no reality in those games there's just the batman fantasy yeah and you just you get so much more out of spider-man than you do out of that also a the traversal mechanic in batman is terrible and always has been um and like uh i just the collectibles are shit in batman too 700 <laughs> the riddler yeah. trophies yeah. yeah yeah absolutely get fucked <laughs> way worse. I want. Yeah, absolutely. Get fucked is my text message. Don't know. <laughs> like you can't complain about backpacks and then talk to me about fucking Riddler trophies. Oh my god! At least the Riddler trophies. Some of them like were actual riddles. You know, Sp- the backpacks are just what? backpacks. But where's the backpacks? Have <laughs> they're like, not supposed to be riddles. Though. They, like you, you look around and you find these backpacks, and it gives you like a little nugget of character development, a little nugget of like um, detail that just makes the character richer. And then, and, and then, then you go, man, it's so dumb that there's backpacks all over the city. And right as you think that, Peter says, "Man, I'm so glad I won that unlimited lifetime supply of backpacks when I was in high school." That was the best <laughs> line. I was oh so my god, line. you read my mind, Peter. <laughs> Peter. I, like I, I feel you out uh, Erica like I think there are things where like this is like it feels kind of like going backwards for open world games in a way yeah. where and like it would be nice if things like just a little more mechanically complex in some spots uh, I agree uh, and that's like what kind of kept it from being super high on my list was because it just felt kind of plain. But mm-hmm. I think the Spider-Man aspect of it is very good and I enjoyed the story and I enjoyed going through as Spider-Man, being Spider-Man, swinging around and all that. But I was just like, I wish I wished they had done more with it. And that's why I'm excited for the sequel is because they got this one out of the way. Now they can iterate on it and make it more compelling to play. I, I do think while these this stuff all informs each other, so I don't mean to imply it's useless. Yeah. At the end of the day, Batman's not up for game of the year here and no, neither is no. No, so but it's yeah and i think that those are valuable conversations to have around it because i think you know we talked about repetitiveness part of why we cut hitman 2 is more of the same of something so i don't think that that's like an invalid point to make but Mm -hmm. personally i just don't know how we do this top five without spider-man or celeste and i don't think i'm comfortable with the games that are left with both of them being in the top five so 
I I would see Spider Man at number five. I would much higher on my personal list. I think it should. I personally would like it to be as high as possible, um, just because my my top two are Spider Man and Celeste. I'd like, and I'd like at least one of them in the top five. And I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's important based on who, how Celeste touched people and how Spider-Man touched people. I think at least one of those should be in the top five. And I would love a world where we could put them both in the top five, but I don't, I'm not comfortable with Oberdin not being in the top five. And I don't think we're comfortable with the missing not being in the top five. Um, I'm super so, comfortable with that. Just to let you know. Well, yes, I'm also super comfortable with Celeste not being in the top five. So like there's one person for each of these games who doesn't, care remember, to fight for it there remember when we said this would be quick <laughs> oh, I know. Let me see. oh we don't have like 50 games like we did last year oh, yeah. yeah it's we're quick only... we're uh seven hours we're almost, done. we're almost done we're on the home stretch <laughs> yeah we are i think we have 10 15 minutes left this is the part where Sam's like, I have to go to bed, and then two minutes no, later we finish the list. I mean, okay, so we just had all this talk. Can we say that Dragon Ball Fighters? Can we put Dragon Ball Fighters somewhere around six or seven? What if it was eight? What if it was six? What if it was seven? Alternatively, what if we're vying for the number three position and we're talking about Spider Man? What is the alternative? Oberdin fighters. <laughs> oh jeez. Because uh, I would almost say Celeste, but I know Pat would be I, 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 can, that. I can live with Celeste at number three if we put Oberdin at number four. I think Oberdin's like way better than Celeste. I agree, but I concede that this is a group list, and I and Yakuza and God of War are both in my top five, and they're on num- they're at one and two, so respectively. I don't think that that's the way those things <laughs> <laughs> Andre, just try taking your shirt off again. Try to do that again. Reveal another shirt. I mean, what we're not talking about here is that, like, I am extraordinarily passionate about Florence, and I'm willing mm-hmm. to concede that it's not probably in our top five based on the conversations. Yeah, I love Florence as well. What uh, if we put Florence at eight? I don't like Florence. I think we could put Florence at seven and Dragon Ball at eight. <laughs> I, well, think, I think I would agree with Dragon Ball at seven at eight, Florence at seven, personally. But. I mean, I would also prefer that. Erica, how do you feel? Uh, I mean, I I have Florence higher than Dragon Ball, but I have Dragon Ball right under it on my personal list. But I, I also Florence played Florence something. right before I did this, so I think maybe that's why, like... Dragon Ball I played earlier in the year with uh, like and then I got injured and could not wait to get back to it like I will say no game has ever done what Florence does that's what I was going to say I think um, uh, Dragon Ball is a fucking dope fighting game but I think that Florence is its whole is a whole new thing yeah and I played Florence shortly after it came out Alice because I was introduced to it from Allison and I played when, when Dave's release Fox. Yeah. and like it's still stuck with me and it's a Sonic 45, Fox it's a 45 minute experience fucking <laughs> Right. No, I, I played it like before that, and I feel like I I still think about it sometimes. Where I'm just like, man, what was the, that? Was a good game. Yeah. Like, I played it, and then I gave it to Fiona to play through and watched her play the entire game start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think it deserves to be a lot higher on this list than it would be, even if it was in seven. I agree, but, but lists being what they are, yeah. I would put Florence. Uh, Florence is above God of War on my list, but 
It's a group list. I'm I'm not. I, I won't abide. <laughs> <laughs> no. What Florence above Dragon Ball? What if we no, put no that that I that oh, I oh oh okay okay. I got what if we put? Now. What if we put the missing underneath Florence, and then swap God of War and Yakuza, and we call it a day? I mean, I'm okay with that, but I don't think people are going to be okay with that. Uh, like, mm. uh, I would swap the missing so Spider Man. I okay. So Personal. Erica hasn't played God of War. Mm. Uh, I would be okay with that because Yakuza 6 like the moment to moment gameplay like the running around and doing like the combat in the streets is perfect it's, to me it was just like okay now I run up to these guys and I drop kick and then like five of them are dead and then I go I like, think, pick up the strap. that's what I want out of that game though you know <laughs> like I think I, I think but also I didn't think the fun. I didn't I didn't think the combat felt as good as like zero like that's, I would, that's fair the styles uh, in zero are really good the biggest complaint that i have about yakuza i actually think the combat in the story segments is awesome and i think it conveys mm-hmm. the story segments really well mm-hmm. and i think the boss fights are incredibly impressive because it's a super limited verb set and yet each one feels unique and interesting mm-hmm. to me um however that game is very shallow from a character progression standpoint in actuality mm-hmm. even though they give you these menus with this awesome list of stuff Ultimately, like five of those skills matter. I unlocked almost everything in the heat menu and I saw like four heat actions that entire game. And 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 I I hate it because I I I love the potential there and I'm hoping that when I play through it in like maybe do a new game plus and hard, that that Mm -hmm. stuff will manifest more. But definitely that was a disappointment to me, was that it felt like there's all these cool mechanisms to gain experience and then I also don't like that how uneven the experience is doled out. Like yeah. that purple charm experience is needed for like fucking everything. And you don't get it from fighting like at all. And mm. you don't get it from like, you have to do very specific side activities to get it in large quantities. And it's so yeah. irritating. So I, I will say that like I have Yakuza six higher on my list than God of war, but I do think as a group, as do I coming into this, this whole system, this whole thing, my mm. feeling was that God of war should win our group top 10 personally um so that's kind of so my two cents a semi-spoiler reveal that i thought when i looked at every category i put god of war as number one wow For me. and that was i was like oh this has to be my game of the year uh and like i i still think about god of war all the time i think about throwing the axe and calling it back it's I think it is the game I played this year that I have the least that's not true uh, Dragon Ball Fighters I don't have any negative thoughts on uh, <laughs> but it is it is the game this year that I think set out to do a thing and did it extremely well and doesn't have any like and there are issues with the game like it's handling of Freya and women and the absence of them but i think it's overall mission statement it set out and it did well without too much compromise um, i also yeah. it could have been better yeah. in ways but i think it's overall as a package it does what it set out to do successfully and playing that game feels yeah. amazing i don't I think, think i can say that, that these games i i have a lot of issues with the the um 
like the actual writing because I think it's a lot, it's kind of sloppy at parts. And I think that the pacing in particular is pretty iffy, but it's still my number five game. And I, I think it really is, you know, what it's setting out to do is really, really big. And I, I think the fact that it, it pretty much got there, even if it's not a perfect game, is really valuable. I would go so far as to say that if we're okay with the list as it stands, but the big sticking point is um, like Celeste and Spider-Man being at four and five, I would be comfortable with swapping Oberdin and Celeste. Um, if that can get this list to a place that we can be. I think I'll be happy with this list about. as it is. Uh, I, don't, I don't want Celeste any higher on this list. I would That's prefer to switch. I would prefer to switch the missing in Celeste personally, but I also know that, um, it's, it's so hard for me to put a game in our top five that one of the people in this group didn't like playing. But uh, well, then totally, then ditch totally, Celeste because I didn't like playing that. <laughs> like you know, I, like I totally want the missing on this list. I just I yeah, I, I couldn't put it on I my personal top ten. I couldn't put it on my personal top ten because I had such a miserable time playing it. But I think it deserves to be on this list. Yeah, I think it's in a good place for that. I, I I may play it and have a different opinion. But I like how this. Uh, I think Ball. this order is. I think Dragon Ball should be higher, but I like this list as it is. Yeah, I personally swapped Celeste. I, I don't think that Alex likes this list the way it is. <laughs> no, it's fine. We can't hear you. True. You can't. Why? No, no still can't hear you. Alex. What? It sounds like he's in. I got you. Why? That was weird right. then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, you were just being quiet because no. you didn't. Okay. Oh. Not happy. I didn't. Did I change the setting? No, no. Um, I think it's fine-ish. There was stuff I would change, but yeah. okay. I mean, no traction behind Spider-Man and Celeste swapping. I assume. I mean, they would for me, but I think there's a lot of love for Celeste. That uh, Allison. Uh, I mean, they would for me, but as, again, Spider-Man's my number one. Celeste is my number two. So Andre, either of them, it's fine. The only thing I could see changing on this list would be remove Florence and put on Donut County. No, um, <laughs> damn. It would be. I mean, like the the one thing I could see to like kind of give to help everyone feel better. I don't even know if it really does that, but is move Celeste under Oberdin. I don't know if that actually accomplishes. I mean, if we're okay with the list now as it stands, I, I don't. I, I don't want to change the list that I way. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. Like that. That is the only change where I'm like, absolutely. I, mean, I agree. That, yeah. That's, my, that's, okay, so, like, I'm not like, oh no, it has to change. That's just like, if I was. Anything Erica likes Celeste a lot more than she likes Spider-Man. Did we? Yes, a whole lot more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, just, I'm we, just saying move Celeste under Oberdin, but that's... Can we I, maybe I, do I a really vote of like, who wants Celeste higher and who wants Oberdin higher? I prefer Oberdin, but I like I can see the argument for Celeste being higher. Those are my number two and number three games. Like I'm not going to be upset whichever one comes higher. I mean, unless you're really hurting for Celeste to be higher... Like I'm okay with this. Stay how we are. The only thing I want to like, because I didn't play God of War, um, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be our number one yeah. because I didn't play it because that's on me. I didn't play it. <laughs> um, 
like is it that good like <laughs> is it God like was I've... the best game this generation I, okay because no. uh, i wouldn't say that ordinarily like... my opinion just an opinion not a fact say that we have to move number eight down like <laughs> so, so i think erica that god of war has what i will say about um my biggest misgiving about it is the treatment of the freya character in the later arc mm-hmm. and i think that that is entirely unintentional to have like i don't think it's intended to have the effect that it had on me at all um and i i don't think that that excuses it as being something that doesn't matter but i i think that the heart of God of War is very much in the right place. And I think that it's the finest example of a triple A first party studio saying, we're going to go to work to make something magical. Um, perhaps at least on PS4, this generation, in my opinion, um, except for maybe horizon. That's the only, like, zero they, dawn. that's the only they, thing I could see. Yeah. Uh, they don't, I'm not going to say they rectify the Freya situation with some like side content, but like they, they set it up so, like, sh- you know, she's definitely going to be back, which, I mean, is obvious from the end, but there's, like, other stuff going on there that you don't get from the story, and there's no way to, like, really know what's happening until they put out, like, a follow-up. And- but I think as, like, in God of War, they fucked up with that ending part uh, with Freya. Like, they, they fucked up, but... I just feel like coming from from somebody who hasn't played the game, I'm hearing about mostly the issues you all have with god of war and not like what makes it great instead i think that's a function of the fact that we all played it and have had conversations about being very positive on it yeah i think that's where that comes from mostly because i could expound about how the combat in that game is the opposite of the yakuza problem every really fucking good when you throw that combat is really good and you grow over the course of the game to understand it and your skill set grows and the way that your equipment grows and the decisions you make in that loading out your equipment the relationship between kratos and atreus is outstandingly portrayed like and also in gameplay their their relationship manifests in gameplay that's basically not in a game i can remember yeah and also, I feel like a lot of the side characters are really good and really um, well-crafted. Um, like, Mimir is great. Rock and Sindri are great. In, so, in Pokemon, when you don't have enough badges, your your Pokemon don't listen to you. It's kind of like when, yeah. when Atreus... So, Anyway, I would say, Erica, that yes, I think it is that good. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't I think, feel bad about it. I feel better about it now that you've explained this to me because it just yeah. kind of, like, moved to number yeah. one. I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think that I, I put notes because I wanted to be clear that God of War is not some infallible perfect game, which which I think we'd all agree. Yeah. But I think that's true of every game on this list. Well, right, uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, I think it's the least true with God of War in the ways that we are all examining it as a group. Like, there's a reason Oberdin is my number one, but, like, I think Alex's points are valid, and I don't want to, I don't think it's fair to discount them and say, no, Oberdin, switch, switch Oberdin and God of War right now, even though that's more in line with my list looks like. We could just move Florence to number one. That game has no flaws. <laughs> I'd agree. Uh, it's pronounced Florence. The flaws in the name. I could live with switch, switch, dropping Florence number one and moving everything up a spot, but I don't think anyone's going to give us that fight. <laughs> that was a really oh. bad joke, Sam. I just ignored it. Bring it back. I will give yeah, you I a get it. fighter Z. No, I think I think Florence and Dragon Ball can sit where they are. 
Uh, are we, yeah, are we set where we are? I, as I said, I, I felt like we had three votes for swapping Celeste and Spider-Man, and we didn't discuss it. Oh, I thought but, we all said votes for swapping Celeste and Oberdin. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have probably, votes for that? I, I just said if it would know. make everybody okay. I, I mean, I'd vote for it, but... So who wants to swap Celeste and Oberdin? Like, I'm hands. fine with it, but... The two? Yeah, so then, yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Mm. 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 It's because like it's a game. It's like it's it's a game. Like it's a game. Pat didn't like, and a game Alex didn't yeah. like, and like two people didn't like Celeste. But yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I think the answer is we move both of them down the list and replace them with no oh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's over Battletech Battletech sure so no traction between behind Spider-Man and Celeste three out of six of us did say that we preferred Spider-Man to Celeste Andre you didn't give your opinion I I like them for different reasons I think that Erica is putting a lot of faith in us to put God of War at number one, and I don't know that it's fair to put a game that she actively didn't like above a game that she really cared about. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I am personally, I am okay with this list. Yep. Yeah, I can live with it. Yeah, yeah I, I could. My top two games are in the top five, so I'm very satisfied. Yeah. Well, isn't that nice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice not I mean, having... I got rid of my number three game Isn't for... Isn't Yakuza your number two, Andre? <laughs> I haven't said. Isn't it nice yeah, having more have... than 40% of your list represented? <laughs> I think I'm mad <laughs> about that. All, no. of, all of my dark horses got thrown out, and it was just the easy games that get, that went through. Okay. Okay. So are, are we gonna? Are we good with this? We'll lock it in. Or forever hold you. Okay. Look. Five, four, three, two, one. This is our list. Yay. Like trains and Red Dead coming together and locking. <laughs> game that Wait, did not Red make Dead? Red Dead. I said we weren't going to talk about Red Dead again today. <laughs> we did twice after you said that. Damn it. Okay. Would it be interesting well, if we all gave our own wait, personal hold on, hold on. top let me, let, me, let us recap. Let us recap. Okay. Uh, so starting at the beginning, remember... Like this was before the Sega Dreamcast was announced. We decided mm-hmm. that best music would go to Florence, followed up by Octopath Traveler and Tetris Effect. Uh, right around the time, rest, wait, 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 the Dreamcast, rest in peace, rest in peace, forgotten man. Uh, <laughs> right around the time that the Dreamcast was canceled, we moved on to Best Moment, where Yakuza Six stole the show, uh, beating out Florence and Spider Man. All great moments, and we held awake for Forgotten Man. <laughs> and then Sega decided they were going to make a beautiful game for the PlayStation 2 called Yakuza. And we gave best visuals to God of War along with Dragon Ball Fighters and Return of the Oberdin. And we lit a candle for Forgotten Man. <laughs> and then best story went to Yakuza 6, the follow up to. Sega's classic for the PS2, Yakuza. <laughs> and Yakuza 6 took best story uh, along with The Missing and God of War following up. And then 
for God of uh, Game of the Year. God, for, <laughs> for God, for, God, God, God of the Year. Game of the Year 2018. Our list is from 10 to 1 Battletech, Monster Hunter World, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Florence, The Missing, Spider Man, Celeste, Return of the Obra Din, Yakuza 6, and God of War. Dot arrows at a funeral, biking a funeral boat. <laughs> I think next year our game of the year should be presented by Forgotten Anne. Uh, this was all brought to you by Danganronpa V3. Yes, the it was. Of the year. Yep. Uh, but it was such a shoe in that we didn't want to, uh, you know, we didn't want to like bring down the conversation by just shoehorning it into first. So it'll yeah. just live on in our hearts as number one. Um, but yes, would we like to share our t- top 10 lists? I think if we do it quick, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should do it quick <laughs> because it's fast three. Just read them off. <laughs> it is really I, I I request number ten to number one in that order. Okay. 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 Come to me last because mine has scribbles all over it, so I'm rewriting it real quick. Okay. Then uh, Sam. Into the breach. Valkyria Chronicles Four. Florence. Detroit. Become human. Thronebreaker. Monster Hunter. Oberdin. Dragon Quest. Spider Man. God of War. Hmm pretty nice list allison would you like to share with us okay from number 10 here are some ones that we did not mention at all number 10 yoku's island express <laughs> into the breach WarioWare gold florence return of the Oberdin, god of war the missing octopath traveler celeste and then spider-man i forgot about yoku's island express <laughs> it's such a good game. Yeah. I, I played the demo and i went cute. Eh. i um, loved it but you know I, I kind of uh pat uh, my top 10, starting at number 10. Battletech. Battletech, Battletech. Warhammer, Vermintide 2, <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, Spider-Man, Hitman 2, Artifact, God of War, Battletech, Florence, Yakuza 6, and Return of the Oberdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex? Y'all ready for this? Crosscode. <laughs> <laughs> Crosscode, Hitman 2, Forza Horizon 4, Just Shapes and Beats, Forgotten Man, Tetris effect, all of which were not represented. <laughs> uh, and then Florence, God of War, Celeste, and The Missing. Okay. Uh, Erica, are you ready or do you need... Yeah, no, I'm ready. Um, I have Hitman 2, Donut County, Hold Down, um, Tetris effect, Beat Saber, Dragon Ball Fighters, Florence, Celeste, Return of the Oberdin, and Yakuza 6. Okay. And my list, let me begin reading Um, my 3,700 word essay on all my games. I think we heard all the lists. Uh, Okay, so my, my, starting with number 10, Donut County, you fucks. Into the Breach, Monster Hunter. Is that an expansion? Oprah Din, Spider-Man, Forza Horizon 4, Hitman 2, God of War, Yakuza 6, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. All right. That is that is it for 2018 in a nutshell. We will be back uh, next year, next December, to once again debate. Hopefully, we can do it over two weekends if we plan it correctly next year. Um, so we don't not... do seven and a half hours. <laughs> yep. yep. God, I, uh, I mean, this was okay. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I had a good time. 
Uh, it's yeah, like no, talking to you guys. So. It was pleasant talking to you. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, you can find us on the internet at on Facebook at Fix Podcasts or Fix.Space on the internet and on uh, iTunes and Google Play and wherever fine podcasts are sold, Gaming Fix Podcast. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sam, where can people find you? Uh, in Midgard. Um no wait, on the internet. Um, uh, the uh, SGCH on all the platforms that matter. Okay, good, good. Um, so Pat, fine. where friends people find you? Um, at Jester PC. I don't have any more gas in the tank to okay. have a clever response. Okay. <laughs> Allison. <laughs> And find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Okay, great. And Erica? At Erica, A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H. I forgot how to spell for a second. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Uh, I assume you'll, you'll be doing a regular podcast next week. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, 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 I will not be available to do so, but uh, the week after I should be. We uh, can start so. getting through the December releases, such as Ashen, Mutant Year Zero, Super Smash Brothers, Hello, yeah. Hello, Gree. Um, <laughs> that will all possibly be in our top ten next year. That's, that's we're going to uh, do. A, we were wrong podcast right in like March, February time. <laughs> Because uh, we'll I'm going to try and get a code for Yakuza 6 so I can fucking shout. Hey, I dare you to. I triple dog dare you to. And I triple dog dare us to end this podcast. And I triple dog dare you, listener, to go leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe. And don't uh, like and subscribe. Don't, don't forget about man. And uh, <laughs> or I'll take off my shirt again. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to do it. Thanks for joining us on this nightmare ride that we brought ourselves on. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, after a year, I'm you know I'm glad we did this the first time, and I'm glad we did it again. Yeah, same. I I'm very glad. I consider this our one year anniversary of the podcast, and I'm really glad that we've been doing it for a full year, and we'll continue doing it because yeah, I, I love doing this. Yep. All same. right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and that is going to do it. Goodbye. I Bye. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap. Bye. Good night, Sam. <laughs> sleep sleep, sleep well, Sam. Sleep well, fam. Leave <laughs> the stream up, Alex. It's just one of those Twitch streams where it's just the person sleeping. Just Sam can. <laughs>